My name's Owen, and I'm the Dungeon Master of our Return of the Giants 5th Edition Homebrew Campaign. Hi, I'm Ali. I'm playing Lyra, the Eldarin Spore Druid, and she is just a little bit obsessed with mushrooms. Hi, my name's Simon. I'm playing the character of Ember. I'm a wildfire druid who's on a quest to be the very best there ever was. Hi, I'm Dave, and I'm playing Harry Harrington, the Harringon, the roguish merchant with the heart of gold. My name is Christian. I'm playing Bartholomew, the romantic dancing owl and paladin of devotion. Hi, my name is Matt, and I'll be playing Niles Silverwind, the Owlin, Way of the Sympathy Hey guys, I'm Jared. I play the character of Thrain, the boisterous frost giant Goliath, half of the giant Barbarian. Hello there, lovely listener. This is just a warning to let you know that this episode of Return of the Giants may contain adult language or adult themes. Hello! Hello! Hello. Welcome, welcome everybody to 2024 and uh, welcome back to the Lost Archives. It is lovely to see all of your gorgeous faces again and uh, to be back seeing all of these gorgeous faces again as well. I have have you had withdrawals, (laughs) Christian? Are you okay? I I need, I'm getting itches. Um, There's been no D&D dealers around me at the moment. Man, can you see his arms? They're just full of scabs. There's all the twitching. If symptoms persist for longer than six hours, you do need to consult your dungeon master. Um, the um, only clinical dealer is me, and obviously that's not going to work out. It doesn't work that way with uh, D&D. Can't self-prescribe. No. <laughs> oh so my I'm goodness. glad to be back. It is, it's lovely back. I am very excited to be back as well. I'm also really excited to have Dave back with us as well, playing, uh, playing Harry for uh, what is your last session for a, a couple of weeks, unfortunately. However, the reason that Dave is going to be away... Uh, I don't think we can be too upset for him. Uh, he's off to enjoy his honeymoon, which is going to be absolutely magical. I would say normally most experiences pale in comparison to D&D. I do suspect, though, your honeymoon may be one of the few exceptions. I think I think well, that might be pretty I'm magical. still yet to convince Liv to play D&D with me during our honeymoon, because then that would be like... <laughs> the best of both worlds. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Um, the amazing saying from Hannah Montana. I do. Where you guys um, where you guys going for the honeymoon? Uh, we're gonna go to Malaysia. It's gonna be great. We're gonna do two weeks by ourselves, and then we go to like my parents' hometown on Chinese New Year Eve. So we'll be there for the the week of the celebration. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, so my parents are meeting us there as well. Obviously, if Liv great. does change her mind and does decide to do D and D, um. Time zones matter not to me. You let me know. I'm more than happy to DM a session. <laughs> because this, this this is a blast from the past. Four years ago, Liv and Sakshi were talking about the fact they might be interested to try D&D. And I offered, I offered to DM a session for them back then when I was still living in Melbourne. And we never did it. We never did. We never did Liv, it. Liv even like designed and made a character sheet and, and we printed a, a mini and she painted it. That's okay. incredible. Okay. Um, we yeah. need to remedy this sometime in the new year. Uh, so... I need. I'll. I'll. I'll get Alice to contact Sakshi. And who was? Who else was? In, there was someone else who was interested too. I can't remember. Um, I'm sure. You, surely you could convince Cass. Cass. I pro- probably would be Cass. Surely you could convince as like a one shot. Jacob. Jacob doesn't need much convincing. Um, yeah. No, J- no, no. Jacob. Jacob obviously playing uh, Tithler in our uh, Curse of Stroud campaign needs uh, needs no convincing to uh, to do shenanigans in D and D. Okay. I'll. Uh, I'll let you know. Dave, I'll, I'll, I'll fulfill that promise I made so long ago. My ears are always open and my D&D character sheet's always ready to go. 
I will maintain the oath that I made to you upon that day four years hence. Um, so no, the, thank you so much for joining us, everybody. We are very, very excited to be back and excited to have Dave rejoining us as Harry. I, I do love playing the character of Harry, um, but I also hate playing player characters. Uh, I'm very pleased to be handing Harry back over to Dave. Um, yeah. I, I hope my I hope my performance as Harry and Niles for the last session was acceptable. I did my best. You did his voice better than I do, so no. That's great. not possible. Your voice is the canon <laughs> voice, so that's <laughs> that's the bar. It is. It is true. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was a lot of fun. I find I find Harry's responses to things to be one of the funnest. <laughs> to sort of imagine how Harry would respond, um, like Thrain being like, "Oh, I want to I want to eat these fish people." People hoping like, yeah, all right, I'm on. I'm up for that. Yeah, I'll give it a team. Uh, yeah, I will say this. Need me to carry the bodies? So I'll carry them over. With that whole thing, <laughs> for some reason, I just thought fish. Didn't think fish people. Do you, was it the Until part where I said fish later, people about six times? Was that the moment? Because I went back I and I did a counter. What am I meant to do? I already committed. <laughs> we will get to this in the recap. Don't worry. We will touch on all of this. I have a, I have a recap ready to go to remind us and um, I have not held back. Um, the only other fun announcement I have to make uh, is that I will be moving house. Um, I'll be moving out of this house uh, next week. I'll be in a temporary home for a couple of weeks, but then I'll be moving into our new place uh, towards the end of Feb, uh, which means that I'm going to have a proper soundproofed recording studio set up very, very shortly. I'm hoping beginning of March. I'll do a quick little studio tour of it um, as a YouTube short. I've had a few people ask for that after the Curse of Stride episode when I first sort of said that we're doing this, so I will definitely do that. I'll do a little YouTube short showing it off. And um, yeah, I've got some really cool things to, to put on display there. So it'll be really, really fun. Um, and I will absolutely do a little tour of that once I've got it up and running. It also means that I can start getting into some of the more interesting projects like setting up the 3D printer again and brewing some more batches of mead. So I will have lots of new extra content coming out really, really soon. Um, all good, fun stuff coming in the new year. 2024 is going to be a very, very exciting year. And the last announcement I have to make is um, thank you, everybody who's been watching the um, Surviving the Aftermath series. I just recorded those as filler while we were away, but you seem to really enjoy them. So I'll keep playing. I really enjoy it as a game. Um, and it's, a, hey, it's, look, nice... it's not bad, actually. I've watched a couple of episodes. It's so. really fun. It's a great game. I really enjoy it. And um, the DLC are all absolutely fantastic. It's one of those games where like there's like minor DLCs, but they all add to the experience. It's not like a separate thing that you have to do aside. It's actually, it adds to the, the enjoyment. Um, a little bit like the prelude expansion for Terraforming Mars. It's like almost essential to play with all the DLC now. Uh, so I will obviously keep playing that. There are also some other fun games that I'm looking at for us to play a bit of in the new year. Obviously, Baldur's Gate 3 is one of the biggest ones that we need to have a bit of a play around with. Um, once I have figured out the new streaming schedule, once I've figured out all of that, uh, I will have some fun announcements in that space. So um, watch this space. the difficulty on a mode? Oh, we could do that. That'd be fun. <laughs> we wouldn't last wow. very long. I'm not good fun, at video games. In the eye of the older. <laughs> yeah, I was I was thinking of and then there's just no fun. I, I was thinking it'd be really fun to do a bard to the bone where everyone plays a bard and we all just have custom bards and see how we go. And then I reckon Baldur's Gate 3 is custom bards would be very, very fun. Well, I mean bard bard is the best class, so you'll be fine. Absolutely. Everyone no no multi-classing. Exactly. <laughs> Infinite. I don't, yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but the different instruments um, when you play the same song actually all play different parts. together. That's yeah. exactly why I thought we'd do it. And I was going to have the intro be the bards one by one playing the music. I had this whole like vision in my mind of how it was going to be. So <laughs> I'll, I'll keep you all posted. So there's exciting news coming on that front too. 
That is all the exciting news I have to share. I will not keep us from playing D&D a second longer. Let me do a recap. We will jump straight back into the story. And boy, what a session did we have last time. <laughs> the Tempest Adventuring Guild, a name now legendary across the lands of Nostea, has formed a brand new team. Lyra, Niles, Harry, Ember and Thrain are delving deep below the earth into the Underdark, seeking to investigate rumours of stone giants taking over territory and arming for war. Now accompanied by Bartholomew, who had previously been going by the name Dream, uh, an owl taken prisoner by the Durgar, the team have been searching the Underdark for the village their deep gnome guides had come from. Despite their journey, taking them through vast networks of caverns, the team did stumble across a friendly Myconid colony and sought respite from the many dangers of the Underdark. They soon learned the Myconid colony was in fact under constant threat, their numbers rapidly dwindling. Most recently, a younger Myconid had been killed by a group of fish-like creatures called Kuatoa. Offering to assist the Myconids by eliminating this threat, the team decided to head out into the surrounding caverns to hunt down these creatures. During the journey to the ambush site, the team were amazed when Harry revealed a hidden chamber using his recently acquired magic wand. Inside, the team discovered a long abandoned research outpost of the Society of Brilliance, a group of scholars and mages dedicated to investigating the Underdark. After speaking with the corpse of researcher Davian Hornsorrow using a necromantic magic, the team continued on. Following the tracks of the Kuatoa down to the edges of a vast underground lake, the team ambushed a lone fisherman who had wandered away from the main village. Sneaking around the rocky track carved into the cave walls, the team arrived at the outskirts of the village, stretched across three large pillars of stone rising from the dark lake below, a collection of ramshackle huts, crudely assembled from hide, bone and zerkwood beams dotted the rocky terrain. As the party approached the large stone archway sitting at the edge of the village, they watched in horror as the numerous Kuatoa cried out, All hail Shadaridak! As a figure, dressed in priestly robes, began to glow with light. The team sprang into action, cautious of letting the robed Kuatoa complete the strange magic ritual. After managing to take out a number of the Kuatoa, the dark entity took advantage of Bartholomew's desires to fly once again, formed a bond, allowing itself to pull itself into the world. Quickly realising this was unlikely to end well, Niles and Ember helped to break the bond and pull Bartholomew free. Facing off against the dark entity and the remaining enemies, the team were able to emerge victorious. Exploring the cavern, the party discovered a large stone mural at the rear of the cave wall, sections of stone missing, obscuring the image. Luckily, however, it seemed a number of the Kuatoa were carrying these little sections of stone as talismans, and while Ember, Niles, Lyra and Bartholomew attempted to repair the mural by making a jigsaw puzzle out of these pieces on the ground, Thrain and Harry debated cooking and eating the Kuatoa. <laughs> Luckily, deciding to abandon this course uh, only after they had already started cooking them. With the mural mostly repaired, we're moving on from that. With the mural mostly repaired, <laughs> the image showed the distant past of Nostea, the giants assembling the first dimensional portals, allowing the dragons, elves, and dwarves to arrive. However, soon after this event, a strange dark blight began to seep through the portals, it seemed, causing the giants to dismantle their devices. Another frame of the mural showed an enormous single portal with a dark red star shining at its heart, tentacle-like tendrils reaching from it. The final frame, partly now assembled, showed a view of Nostea, 
from space, the astral space. Spires hovering high above the land, forming an energy shield completely surrounding the planet. And that is where we left off last session. Oh, there is one more thing. Bartholomew, you had just looked at the strange giant device, the heartstone that had embedded itself into the back of your hand and realized that that symbol, the diamond-like crystal lattice, was not dissimilar to the symbols carved into the side of these spires hovering high above the planet below. I pass back to all of you. The cavern, as I've described previously, is lit by a soft bioluminescent light, shining from below the waters of the lake and from the cave walls as well. Some fires still burn in the village, dispelling this soft green and blue bioluminescent light, offsetting it with these warm, flickering, torch-like colours. The cave wall that you have been standing in front of, you decided not to assemble the pieces on the mural itself. I believe you actually assembled them on the ground in front of the mural, which... Yeah. Uh, Probably not a bad idea. Um, and we're... not completely assembling. Um, we yeah. purposely kept one piece of the entire thing separate. And then even the rest of it, I think the plan was to have them like a, a centimeter or two apart. So okay. sort of like a shattered mirror that's exactly. just fallen you onto were, the ground. You were very cautious of things. Um, how did you put it last time? Like whoop, 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 assembling on the wall, <laughs> which to be fair, something I have done before and something I probably will do again as a DM. Uh, but not this time. Yeah, um, the the warm light casting a glow across the now pretty devastated Kuatoa village. The main central hut is now completely destroyed, having been the site of an explosion of magical energy uh, when Bartholomew shattered the gemstone and the fighting that uh, came after. Um... Everyone, I know that all of you are down here for a reason from the Tempest Guild. Uh, I I just have a, a thought for a moment. We're putting this together for the first time, correct? Yes. It was yes. just shattered um, on the ground. It, was in, it looked more akin to rubble. Hmm. That theory that I put forward of Shadari Duck being this Hadar that all of you are speaking about. I don't know the Hadar, but... If that is the case, even if the Kuatoa were staying here, how did they have his image to think upon if we're the first ones fixing this? Obviously, they wouldn't have been able to see the mosaic, the red star, know about Hadar. Um, Something I should say as a DM, the sections that you completed were mostly focused on the spires and the portals the section of the cave wall that was most intact that required the least amount of work to assemble was that tendril like the, the tentacle like appearance of these tendrils reaching out the section that showed the portal and the red star was missing but the tendrils were still complete on the cave wall that that's what you first saw and kind of triggered you to, to think about assembling this mural okay so uh, just, still, just, just, you know, just to, just to refresh. Even, even the name mm. um, is, is still like uh, Shadaridak being so similar. Um, where they got this sort of information from? So, uh, Bartholomew. Uh, I'll just, I'll be one second. Sorry, just a lot on my mind. I was wanting to escape from here, but things, uh, the Underdark, things seem to be deeper than possibly. Well, I don't know what anyone was expecting. Um, I'm gonna walk. Uh, 
with like a lot of thoughts in my head um, into the Kuatolan village again, sort of just turn around from where we're all kneeling on the ground. And I just want to try to find, searching around the tents, um, I don't know, like a, a manuscript from one of the priestesses or priests mm. um, to see if maybe some of their writings have down where they got these thoughts, like their mytho books, their Bible. Absolutely. Could I get you to roll me a perception or investigation check? While you're doing that, Niles, something's ah. been something's been weighing on your mind for probably about 10 or 15 minutes now. Obviously, last session, um, just before, Dream revealed his real name to be Bartholomew, and he revealed that he was a, a scion of the heiress theocracy. Yes. That, yes. that name, Bartholomew, it's been rattling around in your head. Something about mm. it seems very familiar. Could I get yeah. you to roll me a history check, please, with advantage? With advantage? With advantage. Well, because of your background, because <laughs> you literally were trained by the heiress theocracy. You spent time Absolutely. there as a, as a monk doing your monastic training. 14 and 5. We'll take 14. <laughs> very nice. Yes, that name is familiar. Bartholomew. When you were at the temple training, you remember the the spiritual leader of the temple. He had children. Four or five children, you're not quite sure. One of the, the that name does seem familiar. And as you look at as you look at Bartholomew again. Picture him, I'd probably say picture him in your mind with wings, how he would look as a, as a complete owl. That snowy owl visage, almost, well, more a barn owl visage, I should say, more a barn owl, yeah. sort of snowy owl visage. He looks very familiar. Very familiar. Not like someone you've met, but someone mm. you've seen or someone you've seen pictures of. Interesting. But with a 14? Unfortunately, that's what you get. That's all I get. That's fair enough. A lot of time has passed. Uh, yeah, Niall, that, that sort of scratches the back of Niles' mind a bit as he kind of like, he thinks a little bit hard on it. I was just right now, kind of keeps it to himself until he's got an opportunity to maybe say something to, to Bartholomew. 18 for my investigation. 18 for your investigation. As you begin pouring through the ruins of the Kuatoa village, it becomes immediately apparent that the Kuatoa have a tenuous relationship with the written word at best. Their language, such as it is, seems to be one based on crude symbology. The letters are hard to decipher. Um, do you speak Aquin at all? No. As you begin pouring over the letters seem very unfamiliar but luckily even though their connection to the written word is uh, is sort of uh, adjacent they do love iconography in terms of drawings mm. as you peer through there are pictures hand drawn most of the time or thin drawn I should say most of the time crude artistic representations of what could only be described as Shadari Dark that repeating motif the dark tentacles, the bulbous-like octopus head. And with your investigation of 18, it becomes very apparent to you that that image they've created is a misinterpretation of the mural. 
which means the mural must have been more complete when they first saw it. That, that bulbous head, that's the edge of the portal. The eyes, that's the red star, and the tentacles are the tendrils of magic. They've created this image based on the mural. But it must have been complete at some point when they did this. And as you, I'm going to say with an 18, as you examine the pieces, yeah, parts of the mural were broken more recently. That's Much what I was actually recently. just thinking. I'll call I'm that in your brain. I know. Uh, I found <laughs> um, one of their holy texts. Either the Kuatoans have been here for an incredibly long time, which I guess is partly true. I, when we were speaking to Davian's corpse, we did learn that an Abolith um, was here uh, and he was killed by a mind blast and Kuatoans. So the Kuatoans have been here for a while, but unless they've been here for God knows how long, it seems like someone more recently was at these relics and destroyed it. Uh, hmm. Ruined it more for whatever reason. That's a bit unusual. It wouldn't have been the Kuatoans, I wouldn't have thought. Someone else must have come through here recently. I do... I don't know. Um, a lot, a lot going on. Um, no, no, it's it's been a bit of a moment. Um, I don't, I don't. I'd be surprised if you were to be so uh, collected, considering what what just transpired. Just, just take some time. Uh, there's no rush. Yes, the threat's I, been dealt with. I guess so. As um, yeah, uh, Bartholomew definitely trying to like keep himself busy and focus on this to avoid from the PTSD of what the fuck just sort of entered into me uh, <laughs> consensually what you invited in <laughs> yeah <laughs> um a thought running through my head though just in case this does spare any sort of like a possible history check um someone destroyed this more recently the giants are trying to from what we can see in history protect the, the universe they created this force field that's around the planet the stone giants are down here. That's why the Tempest Guild are here. The Tempest Guild are investigating the giants. They're investigating the stone giants. I was with the stone giants. The mm. stone giants have slaves down here. Maybe the stone giants destroyed this mural so that the Kuatoans couldn't accidentally bring Hadar into the world. Maybe the stone giants, if they're still doing the work that they did millennia ago, have slaves for a necessary reason. Maybe it's to uphold the force field. Maybe it's to mine in the Underdark, the metals that they need for this technology down here. Like, if these people are saying giants are good on the surface world, maybe to them this is a necessary evil, this slavery, so that they can mine the Underdark. Um, hmm. Bartholomew's thought is that the stone giants are the one that destroyed this mural. It's Look, it's a valid thought. I'd say you've seen stone giants in person, Bartholomew. We've seen stone giants closer than most people. For them to cross this bridge, to access this this area, would be a challenge. And, and like to leave the village intact and walk across the bridge, to not knock over the archway, to not trample the tents, it would be challenging. Maybe it was done um, before the Kuatoa were there. Who knows? While, while we're discussing this, yeah. and like obviously uh, Bartholomew is discussing like who might erect the the mural. Um, I think Niles would probably like to just take a closer look at the mural and just sort of inspect the type of damage that might have been done. 
Absolutely. Yeah, can I get a perception or investigation check? Your choice. Definitely While Niles perception. is doing that, um, Ember, you had been one of the crucial pieces of, well, one of, the, one of the crucial people in helping to reassemble the puzzle. As you sort of stand back and have a bit of a look, flicker on your shoulder, trilling softly in your ear, looking around. This area, this section of the uh, Kuotoan village, it is a lot older than the others. You can see the plant growth has been a lot less disturbed. A number of the fungi that you can see, the lichen and mosses. You're not 100% sure how quickly lichen grows in the dark as opposed to on the surface, but if, if it's anywhere similar, a lot of this area has been completely undisturbed. The surface of the mural, though, there is no plant growth across it at all. Either it's been kept clean or it's been constantly mucked around with to prevent lichen growing. The, the edges do, but across the center, there's nothing. Um, perception 15 for Niles. Yeah, as you have a bit of a look over the edges of the mural, tracing it with your feathers, following the outline, occasionally tapping it with your claws, definitely sections of the mural were broken off sooner rather than later. You can see the rough chisel marks where the Kuatoa clearly have carved off sections of this mural um, there's, I mean, and then the sections you recovered, they were wearing them as talismans or carrying them as talismans. You can even see where they drilled holes in parts of them. As you examine the mural, you can see this thing has been cannibalized. Right. Over, over a long span of time. Sections of it, sections of it look like they've been chipped away at, mostly concentrated around this figure, the tentacles, the tendrils, and that dark red star in the portal. Mm. However, the edges look like they've crumbled long long before okay and those are the sections you don't have pieces to repair right i sort of like glance back at, at bartholomew and sort of just say perhaps they the kuatoans took these pieces as part of their belief system maybe some sort of reli religious reasoning uh, it's, it's it's hard to really understand these these creatures are very mysterious and well, I've only known of their existence for, well, not even a day, really. Um, yes, it's a little bit confusing. One thing uh, that's been on my mind since before the Kuatoan village, um, you might know more about it, knowing more about Hadar. Hadar is not in this world. He's trying to get in this world from what we're seeing. On the surface, does he have followers that look like him? Uh, I like, I, I take, I, I, I probably look at, um, at Lyra, considering I think Lyra is probably the most uh, familiar with Hadar out of everyone, uh, just purely through uh, Shana. I mean, to be honest, uh, I've only ever really heard of him through Shana. I mean, um, but I'm sure, you know, she said that she's going to meet up with us at some point while we're down here. So I think maybe it's best just to ask her directly. Um... The reason I bring it up is usually deities and what I learned in the temple, um, races born of them uh, represent them, uh, creating the, the image of my god, a, a, a saying that I've read in religious texts quite over. Um, 
the I'm guessing the the tier, um, the Tiamat worshippers, some of them were either dragon-like creatures or war dragon-like memorabilia. Um, Davian said he was killed by a tentacle-faced creature that mind-blasted him. If Hadar's not here, Hadar didn't kill him, even though Hadar suits that um, illustration. What if Davian was getting too close to Hadar and one of Hadar's worshippers down here finished him off for getting too close? I mean, it's it's definitely a possibility, but I mean, I guess it's sort of a Hela meets a nail situation where it's, you know, I sort of dark scary tentacles and that's kind of the first thing I thought of, but, you know, I mean, it could just be just as likely that it's something or someone completely different that we haven't even thought of. That's true, but he is, where he died was only um, a mile or two from here. It's so close in the grand scheme of things in the Underdark. And this mural, you, you said Hadar, like his other title or name is like the Red Star, right? And I'm just going to point to the literal Red Star on the ground. Like it's it's too coincidental, I feel. Yeah, that, that would be very coincidental. Unless it was added after the fact, but does it, everything look like it was sort of painted at the same time? Oh, this was once painted, this was once gilded. You can see sections where this was once coated in, um, yeah, sections of, of thin metal, silver, gold leaf mm. that have long since eroded. The, the silver has tarnished away into almost nothing. I'd say Ember probably, Ember and Niles together, Ember noticing the plant life, Niles noticing the actual mural itself. This has faded away. The paint has, has chipped and turned to dust leaving the stone relief behind. More important than I think finding even the stone giants right now, um, you, Lyra, you were speaking before as if to someone else asking about demonic forces during the battle. Who was that? Could you have a way of communicating outside of the Underdark? Uh, I can mostly only communicate with her and that's kind of only because of the Ascending Stones. Who is she? Is she a uh, member of the Tempest Guild? Uh, yeah, yeah. She um, she fought with uh, with Mira and the others um, when you know they had a, the fight with Tiamat, and when the giant portal opened, they all came back. Um, so she's at the the guild or the um, the university that area. I don't exactly know where she is right now. Funny enough, we actually met up with her. Um, she came on the airship with us to the. Um, to the cave before we came into the Underdark, and um, she had a couple of errands to run beforehand, but she said that she would meet us back up down here at some point. Oh, okay. My but... my hopes was, um, I feel like more than anyone right now, Professor Grill knows what's going on. If he was here with Davian, or at least has a, an inkling. Yeah. The only other thing I can think of is Shana knows about Hadar because of her history. Um, she's Corey, but she's not the only one. I mean, it's, you know, just as likely that depending on, you know, how long ago this sort of thing was painted, um, you know, if, if it was another Corey that, you know, witnessed the destruction of their planet and realm and everything, um, and then, you know, wound up here like Shana did, I mean, it could be painted by someone like her, like... Lyra, I've been waiting almost two years for you to bring this up. <laughs> it's in this Whoa. moment, it's in this moment, you suddenly realize 
You've never asked Shana about the other Cory souls. You have no idea if they're on Nostea. You have no idea where they are. And there's another problem as well. You and Shana bonded almost, a, it would have been about 800 years ago. You were frozen in a gemstone for like 800 years. You have no idea if any of them are still alive. You know that some of them were turned into Yuan-T, and that's the origin of the Yuan-T. You know, some of them made that pact and became the Yuan-T, became the predecessor Lyra of the Yuan-T. Lyra had been bamfed at that point, hadn't she? Lyra had been yeah. bamfed. Lyra had been sealed in a gemstone. You have no idea if any of the Cori still exist today. If any of them are still alive, these the souls without a without a body that have to, to bond to... Uh, onto another being. You've got no idea. Probably wow. should ask her about that at some point. <laughs> <laughs> the, reason, the reason is because I, I realized I would need an explanation for this at the time during the Trinity of Dragons campaign. So I wrote one and you never asked. So I just had this whole thing just there ready to go. And I was like, maybe one day, <laughs> like a future campaign. Maybe one day she'll ask that question. And I am so stoked to do today. I'm like, yes. Yeah, because because you know, like Shana, Shana, and all her people were erased by Hadar, and the the only hope they had to escape was to give up their physical forms and take on a spiritual aspect only. And they scattered, some to Nostea, some elsewhere. You have no idea, and you've just realised in this moment, you've never asked Shana <laughs> what that what that might have looked like. Yeah, I think as far as Lyra knows, or at least she might be somewhat assuming that it has some relation to Varys, is, yeah. you know, who facilitated mm. it was, the... It was the deal. It was the deal they made with Varys mm. to survive. The, the yeah. That was how so, they survived. Wait, so it, 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 are you saying any of this out loud, this sort of thought, or is this just in your mind? She's probably muttering out loud but not so much to anyone in particular yeah. just like full just you, train of thought souls you said souls souls like the giant souls that are inside these mm, different so from what we know the, the giant souls in these are kind of souls but also kind of more memories of souls or the souls of the memories like an echo uh, yeah kind of like an echo I think, but the the souls of the quarry are, while they couldn't save their physical forms, they, um, at least from what I've kind of heard and kind of remember, uh, I'm not very good at that, but um, they, yeah, they, they made a deal with uh, this warlock patron and they all, you know, ended up here and there and everywhere else, but I mean, do you reckon they're all warlocks or is it just Shauna? <laughs> Good this is oh. technology that we're seeing. Um, technology is usually based off something. Do you think the giants um, replicated what these quarry are? The giants are much, much, much older than the, um, than you know, when the at least the understanding. Oh no! What if they all didn't come on the same timeline? It, it's. Uh, I mean, okay. We're assuming that they all came and were put into other bodies at the same time as Shana was, right? Then the giants are much, much older, so it's unlikely that the giants were replicating the Cori soul technology, but it's more magic, it's not really technology. I mean, they had technology, but... The Cori were running from Hadar, correct? 
Well, yeah. And yeah, this well, first I mean, field was made by the giants when Hadar was entering. It sounds like it's all happening at the same time in the history books. I honestly have no clue whatsoever. I mean, I always assumed that they were... Prototypes perfecting it. Well, that's a bit of a mindfuck. I, I'm confused. Um, what, what is this? What's happening here? Should we be worried? Adar is a pretty pretty bad news, as far as I'm aware. Um, yeah, well, I mean, if a whole ass warlock patron wasn't able to stop them and, you know, save the people all around the planet, I mean, what the hell are us guys going to do about it? Well, he doesn't seem like he's here. It seems like the giant stopped him. But on that note, one final frustrating spanner to throw in the works. I don't know... Um, Thrain, with your racial connection to giants, uh, Ember, your likewise as well, my experience with them. If the giants saved this world and stopped Hadar and built this force field and were working together, why are all the giants now in a state of warring with one another? I mean... <clears throat> Could it just be like anything else? I mean, all the, you know, the original non-giant inhabitants that came through the portal in the first place, you know, they were all, I mean, from what I, we sort of heard, they, you know, they were working together and, you know, working towards a similar single goal. But as time goes on and uh, ideologies change and people get, you know, have different wants, they start, you know, wanting to... Also, while well, well, we talk, actually quickly, Owen, before the giants went through the portal originally, were they yeah. actually like a unified, like, I mean, like maybe loosely unified race, but um, were they actually not warring and stuff? Could you make me a history check to see what you remember from your people's mythology? All right, let's go. History's not my forte, of course, but let's give it a shot. You would have advantage I mean, there is... you are a giant kid. Oh, 14. There is a hierarchy involved with the... 14 yeah. and 4. Yeah, so you know that the giants of Nostea... Uh, form, form a council called the All Thing, or the Other Thing, which is a council of representatives from each of the giant peoples, presided over by the Storm Giant, who is who is king of that group. The giants, it's not so much the same ordering that you see in other worlds and in other settings, it's a little bit different. Um, Nostea is kind of like the progenitor of all the giants, it is the original giant homeworld. Um, and so the old thing is kind of the, the governing body that they are ruled by. But there is a hierarchy within it um, that follows that of the ordning with storm giants on the top and hill giants at the very, very bottom. Giants have never been a fully unified people. There's always been jostling and vying for power within the various clans, but it was kept under the surface. It was, and your legends would say that the, the giants would often uh, compete in shows of strength, intelligence, magic, or cunning to get ahead. It was always a chance to show honor, to show power, to show glory, and that was a way that they would prove themselves in the eyes of their people and the eyes of the the other clans, the other the other groups of giants. That is how your mythology would tell it, Thrain. And it would it would be rather than direct war, it would be bouts of strength, contests of of magic and, and right. physical prowess and mental prowess it was it was all uh contests to, to show to show dominance to show glory and to to prove themselves so basically as, to do everything but actually go to war against each other yeah there was there was a truce a treaty 
um, you wouldn't know much about it and there wouldn't be a huge amount of surviving mythology on it, but you would know this idea of a treaty between the different clans that it would go as far as it would stop before war. Always, always stop before war. So just refresh me, Christian. What was the question that you actually posed again? That we've had why, are the, um, why are the giants in a state of warring if, according to these murals, I don't... Uh, Barry only has information of uh, they whipped me, put a collar around me, um, and turned me into their bitch, and they're all just angry and fighting each other. Um, but the mural says otherwise. The mural says peace, harmony, protect the world, like some big hippie shit on this mosaic, Aye. which kind of is pissing Bartholomew off. Like, they're not heroes in his eyes. N Niles yeah. kind of, like, nods a little bit, kind of, like, glances at Thray and glances at the rest of the party and goes, it, it could be because their god died, perhaps. They might have been in a state of disarray, confusion. They were Wait. sent... Did their god die, Owen? Aman? Yeah, I we mean, know that. <laughs> yeah, you guys know that. You know that the giants were banished from Nostea when Anam was killed. Oh, and shit, okay. Okay. Don't don't you remember the that 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 vision we had? Entity four one seven. That was that was Amar. We heard that in the in in the back during I the wasn't there. Oh, was there. of course. Crane wasn't uh, there. Crassus was. Crassus was. Mm. Um that's probably yeah. I'll I'll look at Bart though. Look, as legend dictates, before they were moved from this world, they never openly you know, went to war. They would have belts of strength and other such things to prove their worth, prove their strength. But when our god died and they all went through the portal, um, that is what that is history we do not have access to who knows what actually happened to the giant race were they divided across different planes like i don't know this who knows what really came but all we know is now that they've come back and some have come back with a vengeance is it known general knowledge wise for us how the god died uh, definitely not general knowledge. And it's not even general knowledge that Anam is dead. For most people, it's still a massive mystery why the giants vanished. Huge mystery. And this um, vision that... The vision all of you had, did, this god of theirs dying, did you witness this? Can I ask a question, actually? Something, sorry, really sorry. Thrain wasn't there when the group found out about the... I was, about to, I was about to jump in with this, but I didn't want did to Did I play that wrong? Thrain would, be Thrain like would have cool, no idea right? that Anam is dead. That's almost like yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I was gonna say. Oh, I, was, I didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to jump oh, in because you were. <laughs> yeah, Obviously, that's... you know, heaven. <laughs> yeah, Thrain. Because, because everyone was saying, "Oh, we all know this." I'm like, "Oh, yeah, I know this." But I didn't. No, I'm like, I didn't want to jump I, in. I, I, I Jared know knows this, actually. but Jared knows this is crisis. Yeah, no, Thrain, let's, this let's is the first you're hearing of this. I'm pretty sure Thrain would have just, just, like, just missed that. I think right, only let's, about, yeah, like, let's maybe a day. If, if you're happy to run yeah. back two seconds, square. let's have yeah. Christian ask his question, and then we'll have Thrain react to your god is dead yeah. and uh, nothing you do matters. Well, Niles is the one that said about <laughs> yeah, I was Amazon, right? Exactly. So I, I do, speaks, I do I'm think... look at him and go... Yeah, we can jump from here. I was just thinking Chris, Christian's question actually fits in nicely just before this, but let's let's do this first. Let's have you react first, and then we'll have, right. uh, have Bartholomew's answer. Let because, yeah, because I didn't actually answer first. Niles did. 
Okay, yeah. Niles, when you say those words, I just look at you. What? What do you mean? He's not we, dead? We saw a vision. They said that Entity 417 was was, was, was killed, and, and they indicated that that was a mark. What is what is Entity 417? What? I no, just I, like... No, 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 he was... Niles just points at the, at the crystal and goes, when we were in the vision state, we, we, we saw, we heard that Aman had been eliminated. <laughs> oh, no, he's one of the strongest gods. There's no, 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 no way. But like, um... I will say this, traveling with you guys and some of the stuff that's happened, mm. there's like, there is some form of panic in Thrain's eyes, which you don't probably wouldn't have seen before. Yeah. Bart's not going to say anything, but like in, in Bart's thoughts, we did just kill kind of what's similar to a god, so obviously we've proven that it's doable, but he doesn't... He's He's been growing <laughs> fond of Thrain and doesn't want to hurt Thrain, uh, Thrain's feelings. get you to roll me a quick religion check, Bartholomew. Just a really quick one. Because yeah. uh, you know enough about the the... The workings of the gods and how they how they function. Oh! Natural twenty. Natural 20. Oh, wow! Huge. Bartholomew, it is in this moment that you suddenly realise there is no way whatever you just killed was Hadar. In no way or form. This was what the Kuatoans created in the image of Hadar. It's it's uh, it's their interpretation of it. You did not kill this entity. You did kill its believers, though. And with the way Kuatoa belief works, it's in this moment, you suddenly put together a few pieces of the puzzle. It would be impossible for any of you to kill a god as it stands right now. That requires huge amounts of power, magic, uh, access to places, people that you don't have in any way or form. <laughs> but gods exist on belief proportional to the number of believers it's it's long been hypothesized that a god's power is directly proportional to their believers and the strength of their belief it's one of the one of the theories that's been proposed as to how the gods maintain their power and how they rise and fall you've killed all the believers of shadaridak as far as you're aware if if this kuto colony was the only ones who believed in shadaridak you attacking the entity merely discorporated it for a time but if you've eliminated its followers, all those who believe in it, then that is the one true death a god can suffer. Uh, sorry, um, Niles. Oh, yes, yes. What if Anam is still alive? Uh, he, well, yes, the what giants if he are, is? The giants are still around. Thrain, if there's believers, then your god should still be here, but... That vision that you saw um, does add confusion to it. My 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 understanding here locked away somehow. My my understanding is 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 limited. I, I would leave that to other scholars and those of the university. But my understanding is that whatever happened to the giants caused them to disappear from this world for hundreds hundreds of years. And it seemed to, their disappearance seemed to, uh, did weird things to the world. They weren't able, they weren't able to travel. There was no, no way for anyone to, to, to access Nostea. It's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's all rather confusing. 
That's honestly my thoughts when the giant when the giants all van- uh, vanished in this uh, moment. Maybe that sort of like put and I'm in like a coma. Ali. Mm. Yeah, I mean. Maybe he's not dead, but he's just trapped somewhere or asleep somewhere. He could be stuck in a gem somewhere. You you'd know that best than anyone. Um, you have to be a big gem. One worry of mine, uh, Thrain. Um, this is something for the Tempest Guild, so I thought I'd best bring it up to you all, as I'm definitely not the one capable of handling a notion like this. If, adding a bit of the information that we've got thinking about so far, the giants are in a state of proving themselves. If Hadar was a threat to them, the strongest is the best. We found an area where Hadar was once able to enter with this mosaic, or at least we've discovered that they were planar portals like this and the giants are all warring at the moment vengeance I know more than anyone is a strong motivator what if one of the giant clans tries to bring Hadar back into this world so they can kill him to prove themselves the strongest that's just a a worrisome thought if they're warring at the moment it means there's no leadership no cohesion no sensible thoughts someone may make a rash, naive decision like that. We don't know for sure that they're all warring. We just know that the hill giants are warring. The other the other clans we haven't made contact with yet. And the and the storm giants seemed fairly amicable I as would far as I'm aware. Say all of you know I that think, uh, the, the complete opposite. <laughs> all of you know um, from your time on the surface and, and spe- specifically those who have come, uh, Lyra and Niles, the original who were assembled mm. you know that the reason you guys were assembled was because ever since the death of king mion the leader of the storm giants and the the king of the giants the leader of the old thing ever since his death there has been massive division over who should take his oh, place okay. huge division his daughter um is the only one currently keeping the storm giants together and, and tenuously uh, at best and the rest Look. of the giants do not recognize her authority at all Killing right. Hadar would be a pretty good way to prove yourself as the true leader. Oh, killing the Red Star, the Dark Hunger, the Cold Dark at the end of the universe. That would be impressive. Yeah, that'd, that'd prove strength. Definitely. I mean, it, they also could be planning on using it, not, you know, assuming that this is what they're, they may be thinking, but not just to be the leader of the giants, but maybe the leader of all of Mustaea. Well, the realms. I mean, you know, you, you've they used to be of there. this giant being that's realm destroyer. I mean, you know, you probably have a lot of uh, would 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 have a lot of reason for people to follow and worship you. I mean, but if you that would mean that they would be directly challenging Amon, then that's an interesting notion. I mean, as far as they're aware, none of them have had any contact with the man or. You know, maybe they, maybe they don't think he's dead, but maybe they think he's gone or left them or... How old do dwarves, dragons, and elves live? Dragons uh, live until killed. Dragons, if they're left uh, like free of disease, free of sickness, free of injury, can essentially live almost forever. Elves, sort of eight to nine hundred years is pretty typical. Dwarves, about three to four hundred years. Pretty, pretty standard for D&D races. It's, it's about the same as it is for normal. Okay. Yeah. I would like to speak to a dragon at some point. 
<laughs> Thank God there's an entire continent full of them. Yeah. <laughs> and and one that I've already fleshed out in uh, the minute detail for Tyranny of Dragons campaign. I mean, so, yeah. Chiari's but the dragons, whatever you want. Chiari, but the dragons of Chiari also did come through the portals. So they... Yes. Yes. You know you know the dragons of... Some of the older dragons of Chiari, um, some of them are old enough to remember. Exactly what fucking happened. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> exactly. They were the ones that wrote the book. Um, okay. Oh man, trying to get them to tell you that though. Yeah, good luck. Um, There's yeah. no surviving elves, but there are still some surviving dragons because it's it's been about two thousand years since the elder races yeah. came through the portals. It's been a long time. And those dragons are going to have god complexes. They're so old and powerful. Uh, Bart's going to let out like one of those really exasperated. Um, you just had to deal with like the in-laws sigh. Um, Realising that. that. <laughs> Um, that was good. Probably for the fact of uh, <laughs> gonna have to um, go back to the uh, stone giants as they're gonna have answers and Barry knows where they are, having just escaped. Fun times. Um, but I am going to ask before I bring that up to the group that hey, I think that I realize with stuff at stake here, it's more important than just me getting back to Satine. I can lead you guys back there. Um, Ember, uh, you're the one I think that first noticed. Is there still illusion magic over the pieces? Uh, well, I did cast, what was it, detect magic earlier. Owen. Is it still there? The it illusion left? magic is flickering, almost as if it's incomplete. You get the sense, Ember. Actually, yeah, Ember, can you roll me a um, an arcana Ooh, no. check or a nature check? No, sorry, arcana... No, Arcana. Arcana check, please. Arcana. I didn't know yep. this. Illusion magic. Yeah, so that we thought that maybe the mosaic was actually showing us a false image. Right, yeah, okay. Yeah, that, that was um, my main thought. Ember, 12 is the DC for the uh, for the, the medium amount of information, so that's good. Let's go! Um, <laughs> Ember, as you begin examining the pieces, the, the ability you have to see magic still active in your eyes and slowly fading... If all the pieces were here, if you were to complete this once again, there would be enough magical energy here to fulfill the task this illusion magic is designed to display. Unfortunately, there's not. However, with a 12, if you were to provide an outside source of magical energy, it might be enough to allow you to see what this illusion magic shows. Takes two steps back. But... <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, um, would I know how to put more magic or into into the thing to? Yeah, I mean, you're a you're a druid. You call upon the the magic of nature to perform your spells. If you were to reach within you and pull a moderate amount of magical energy, say a level one spell slot, and pour the equivalent nature energy into this illusion magic, might be enough to activate it. All right. Well, I'll uh, everyone stand back for a second. I'm going to get something to go, and I'll, okay. yeah, I'll use a level one spell slot just to see if I can supercharge this thing. Amazing. Thank you for bringing this uh, back up again. I was worried you'd forgotten about the uh, the illusion magic. Ember, as you call upon your <laughs> Lyra is using Tim as a zombie shield. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of half hiding behind him. Oh, I just saw specifics after um, 
Bart being so close to the, both explosions that have gone off, I am going to go all the way back to the arch, um, like at 90 the edge feet, of the village. Yeah, ninety feet away <laughs> from you this. You won't be able to see what's going on. I don't give a fuck. Cool. Okay. As Bartholomew <laughs> just wanders off, Ember, you you focus, you you like call upon the energy deep within you, the raging inferno, the tempest, fire that burns at your very core, the fire that both destroys and heals the land. And as you call upon this energy and slowly allow it to release into the mural, you watch as the pieces begin to shudder a little bit and an image, three-dimensional, begins to flicker on the ground, partially broken up. The pieces aren't fully assembled and they're not set into the mural. So it's fragmented and it's not perfect. But as you watch, you see an image in full color illusion magic shining forth creating what could only be described as a almost like a holographic image and you watch as each of the scenes begins to animate the first scene where you see the giants you see them constructing and assembling the portals and you watch as one of the figures a young storm giant woman steps out from behind a pillar and begins supervising the work next to her a warforged construct, a giant forged construct. Uh, very closely resembling a design you have seen before. <laughs> Steps behind next to her. As they supervise the project, you watch as more and more portals begin to be constructed as the giants discover planar travel. The next picture shows, as it did before, the dragons, elves, and dwarves entering into the world. But this time, with the animation, you can see each of the races arriving and making what looks like some sort of deal or bargain with the giants. The races assemble around a stone, uh, almost like a stone table, this vast stone pillar, and each representative, one from each, places their hand upon this stone pillar, and you watch as a handprint or a print in the uh, in the dragon's case shines and forms almost like a brand on this stone table next the image shows the giants exploring more the portals allowing them to access worlds beyond and the giants begin spreading out finding new worlds worlds that are without number as you see the giants sending forth groups spreading amongst the stars the next mural shows some of those colonies fading and falling as almost like a blight. This death and decay begins to seep back, taking over. And then the image of the portal with the tendrils that inspired Shadari Dark. Now that it's animated, you see the red star pulsing with light and tendrils of black magic reaching out, grabbing onto the edges of the portal as the red star pulls itself closer and closer. Behind it, you see lights. The stars wink out of existence one at a time as the night sky behind this red star turns from a multitude of light and color into a black, inky canvas, devoid of motion, devoid of light. Nothing the red star at its center. You watch as the giants begin closing the portals, dismantling their technology, cutting themselves off from the other worlds. There's division. 
this agreement, whatever was made between the three Eldar races, it's clearly under stress. You can see the dragons roaring defiance into the sky, elemental energy coalescing. The dwarves arming themselves for war, delving deeper, creating machines, automatons made of metal and stone. These stone warriors, legions of them marching from the earth, which look very familiar <laughs> to you as well. <laughs> and the elves creating spires, magical weapons, and exploiting magic like it has never been seen before. And as the giants stand before these forces, it's not just the three races. Entities, half hidden, almost see-through, not fully there, begin forming out of the shapeless nothing, becoming images of the gods. And that is where the mural finishes. With the animation, yeah. do we specifically, when you say entity, do we specifically sort of uh, put that association, like the entities that we're sort of seeing with the entities that we heard about during the, um, the hand dream visions, like yeah. the entities that were being hunted down? Uh, run that one by me again, sorry. The... Um, I can't even remember the numbers, but it's like in the vision, you know, it's like entity 419 has been eliminated. Yeah, yeah. there's no, the there's no, no text. There's no references to any, um, any recognizable features from that. And the, and the, this, the artistic depiction of this is very different to what you experienced in the, in the dream, uh, when you were experiencing the past as the giants that felt real, that looked real. This is obviously very stylized, but the, the only, the only visible entities that you see that are not clearly like giant, dragon, dwarf, or elf are the dark, the red star, and then these primordials that become. You watch as their faces form from this like formless nothing, these swirls of nothing, to become the faces of the gods, to become Damia, to become Arathus, to become Corallon. The god. Um, uh, oh, it's the dwarven god that I'm blanking on right now. Um, uh, Moradin. Moradin, Moradin beca yeah. becoming the depictions of these gods. They they form from nothing around uh, and above the Eldar Malora, races. Like yeah, Melora as well. All of the oh. elven dwarven gods. And obviously ba Bahumat and Tiamat, I should say, the depictions of the dragons. You see two mighty dragons high in the sky. Um, the platinum dragon and, and Tiamat, the five-headed dragon, still working together at this point, uh, what's, I should add. What's, what's happening? I see flashing lights. <laughs> You're, no, no one's dead. Does everyone else see what I'm seeing as well, Owen, or is yeah. it... All of you see this. It's everyone who sees this. As soon as yeah. you pour the magic in, the illusion activates, and it forms a, essentially a holographic image, almost like a recording, embedded into the stone. I feel like saved. I'm interrupting something. <laughs> it's safe! Maybe you should come over and take a look yourself. Okay. <laughs> Walkover is like halfway playing through. Um, I will ask, because Barry has no idea, and it sounded like this was a an in-in joke almost. I think I think as you walk back Barry needs to describe exactly what he was doing Dave can you tell me tell me what Barry's doing because that's hilarious are we are we seeing Barry or Harry Harry I said Barry but okay. I meant Harry yeah. <laughs> because because yeah, Christian, no, no. Christian for some inexplicable reason has not decided on Bart for the nickname he's going with Barry for the meantime Barry, which is a fucking nightmare Barry, for me Barry. I have said like three different things um, I'm banning Barry because I cannot handle that it needs to be something different I, like I, I, I'm a very permissive DM but I'm going to be an absolute asshole with this you are not allowed to use Barry <laughs> um, 
I would prefer He's... the Avatar stream continue to call me Daddy than for you to use Barry as a, <laughs> as a nickname. The, um, the giant Warforged. That's how much. That's how strongly I feel about this. The um, the giant Warforged construct and the dwarf stone warrior yeah, legions. This is stuff that we already know about because I personally don't. Not for not for Bart. Only for Lyra and Niles. Uh, actually, Harry, you also met. Um, you met Nowdiz. You met Claire's character Nowdiz. So you would recognize the Stoneforged. Yeah, definitely. Um, and Ember, I don't think you did meet. No, you, I think I think they no. met up with you a little bit later. So so Harry, Lyra, and Niles, you recognize the stone the Stoneforged, which is the, the dwarf equivalent of a Warforged. Um, oh my God. Perfect timing. For those watching uh, the stream and watching YouTube, the artwork has just appeared just there. Ember <laughs> uh, would have very... Uh, briefly met Nowdies because we met yes. in the, I was gonna say like maybe a session. A session maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like it yeah, was like yeah. we, they were leaving as he had just joined. Yeah. yeah. Um imagine imagine like yeah. a stone golem essentially. A, yeah. a, 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 a stone statue of a dwarf animated, covered in glowing runes with a blue light glowing instead of mm. eyes. Yeah. Pretty imagine much a magical like, stone construct. Yeah, like like the terracotta warrior. Exactly exactly like the terracotta yeah. warriors. Imagine the like the dwarves okay. built yeah. terracotta warriors out of stone and animated them. So I'm getting like huge Prometheus vibes, and I love that series of movies. Mm -hmm. um, so right up my alley. Uh, side note, Christian, not um, Bart. Uh, the young storm giant woman is that the daughter of the king that's now the semi ruler? Interesting question. Could, could we actually <laughs> tell faces and everything? Because you said it was a fractured. Stylized, kind of image. and the image is a bit fractured. Yeah. Ember, do you want to make me a perception or investigation check while you're doing that? Dave, please describe what Harry's doing because it makes me laugh so much. Oh. Yeah, after the the giving up of cooking the fish, uh, yeah. Harry pulled some carrots up from his pouch and uh, roasted them on the fire. And um, he's just been listening. He's just been chewing on carrots, listening. Um, but then the animation started, and he he forgot to stop chewing, and like the carrot fell out of his mouth. It's like <laughs> he was like stunned, and it just um, falls out of the mouth. Amazing. Yeah, and, and if you look very carefully, you can see some little pellet poos fall out from his uh, butt as well. So yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, yeah. Lyra and Niles, you definitely both recognise Lockie. Lockie is an incredibly distinctive warforged. Uh, he's clockwork. And yeah. there, there really are no other clockwork soldiers that you've you've seen. A lot of the giant forge take on these kind of clockwork depictions, but all of them are unique. None of them look the same. Loki has these very angular metallic plates, that very angular triangular almost head, um, with the gear coming out the back of the head that spins around. It's clearly a depiction of Loki. There's no doubt yeah. about it. Um, I, I guess as this as this depiction is happening, I sort of explain. Yeah. To, to Bart, like, oh yes, that's uh, that's Lucky. He's one of the Clockwork uh, Warforged, uh, uh, Giant Forge that uh, joined the Tempest Guild uh, during their adventures against uh, the against uh, fighting Tiamat. And uh, so he's oh, in the Tempest Guild right now. Uh, well, he's an entity that was there. Well, he is a part we of don't... the Tempest Guild. Yes, I don't think he's on site as far as i'm aware he was last uh last i heard he was helping well her actually i pointed simari um that's that the the, the simari actually created uh Loki. um so we don't and, really need to go and speak with god complex dragons we can just speak with this member of the tempest guild well Loki's memories uh, well i think they might have come back i'm i'm not I'm not 100% sure, actually. But yes, it would probably be wise to maybe go touch base with Lucky when we get the chance. Um, if Sinmari will allow us 
two. I, I don't see why not. We're on good terms with the, with the Storm Giants. Yeah, last last uh, you guys heard, Loki was with Sinmari yeah, and the with, Storm with Giants Sinmari. at the Storm's yeah. Redoubt, the Storm Giant uh, Flying Castle. Uh, also, is this table something that is in like you've mythos never, you've never history seen books? This before this is this is brand new. Uh, none of you have seen this before. Um, this is crazy. Ember with an uh, with a perception of twelve. Oh yeah, I mean you have absolutely heard of the the princess of the storm giant Sinmari. This is clearly a depiction of her, clearly, and uh, a pretty good depiction of Loki and a pretty good depiction of Naudis, or at least creatures similar to Naudis. Hundreds of them, thousands of them, all marching I, out of the earth as if rising I, from it. I look at Bard again and I say, and, and yes, that's that's now this. She, uh, they were a part of our party as well. Um, we, she's, they're a bit of a mystery. We think that one of the running theories is that when all the giant tech came back into Nostea, it all sort of activated everything again, despite not having been activated for, for many hundreds of years. So what, that's what we're thinking. Like The fact that they've all come back into this plane of existence is sparked them all to come back to life uh hence why we think uh now this is up and running again um and while and why there are clockwork creatures in on the surface uh, it's odd that everything's coming back on if they're back you think it would be the opposite because the last that image showed was the giants turning everything off well that's right that's a bit confusing. And another thing that I'm getting Specifically turning off well, the portals. The giants were disabling the portals and, and turning inwards, no longer expanding out into the, the cosmos. Okay, okay. So they weren't shutting off, like... Just shutting down the... Light of the house, it was, it was just it was planar portals. just all, all planar travel. And it was pretty this, clear that the giants were doing everything they could to disable planar travel. Pretty clear this, that everyone else was whinging like a bunch of bitches as they were doing yeah. it. Yeah, well, I mean, there was some, there's clearly some agreement made between the giants and mm. the dragons, um, elves, and dwarves. This, there was clearly some agreement made. This vision is interesting, though. It, it poses a very... a question I hadn't thought of before. I, I always thought that there was something that caused the giants to disappear, something outside of the giants and of this world. I thought some sort of threat, some sort of entity. I'd always thought that perhaps a, a, a greater power had somehow misplaced them, maybe their technology malfunctioned. This is interesting. This is... Uh, maybe they chose to leave. That... What makes you say that? Because of the arguments with the other races? Well... The vision shows that they were reaching. They were exploring, right? They, they were trying to find other worlds. They were expanding across, well, uh, seemingly all of these different worlds. But... When they make contact with the, the Red Star, Hadar, they started going inward. It, it seems interesting then, perhaps as a way of trying to deter or stop Hadar from, from getting them, they themselves just disappeared themselves, perhaps, to try and take the heat off themselves from Hadar. It's, it's a bit extreme, but... It's odd seeing them all. I guess it shows to how strong Hadar is, all of them running away, considering their main thing is might and strength improving themselves. It doesn't seem like a tactic giants would do, retreating. And yet this memory, this 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 idea, this concept is is, is hidden. No one knows about this. It was, to, to me, and based on what I've, what I've learnt over the last however many days it's been, it's, I've lost track of time a bit, 
maybe there's a reason that this was hidden. Maybe they didn't want this to be known that they would be seen to be going inward and, and retreating. I... I, I'm really interested to see what Thrain says about this. <laughs> I don't think they would retreat. I think they're too proud. Something if... else happened. Maybe Something they, they were forced choice. into. Exactly. Uh, they were forced. Harry. You they would never... Name... Sorry. They would oh, never no. retreat. Yeah, Harry was going to kill me. I, I saw your bow pointed when I was nearly too far gone. Um because I did something that the group didn't like or wasn't safe for the group. What if it wasn't that they left after an argument with these other... It looked like a contract was formed of some kind on that table. They broke from the looks of it their side of the contract. What if the other races kicked them out? What if they did some... What if the other races were pissed off at what the Giants did? Possible. Well, I mean, to be honest, that they're not going to retreat, and they were. This was their, from what we saw, their last safe haven. If they're going to set up a protective, like we saw, dome around the world and s retreat back to anywhere, ret retreat back to home, and set up one final stand, it would be here. So why would why are they not here? I feel there like is... maybe the other races. There is one Look. final part of the illusion I need to describe in a bit more detail. I got so caught okay. up in the description of it. There's one final thing <laughs> I forgot to describe. Go on. I'm going to say while while Bart's talking this through, Ember, the last of the magic is starting to fade. And as it does so, the final part, that view of Nostea as a planet, the spires hovering in place surrounding it, the energy fields, it suddenly flickers into life. The dying magic of this illusion spell triggering this last section of the image. You watch as the energy field indeed flickers and moves, covering the world. And the camera view continues to move out until Nostea becomes a tiny dot. And you watch as vast networks of tendrils reach through, cutting off the light from galaxies, cutting them in half, turning sections of space into nothing but blackness as the tendrils make their way towards Nostea. So he's already here. Cool. Um... You don't have to hand up, something. Dave. Harry? <laughs> Harry, what have you got to say, Yes, Harry? yes my boy. <laughs> oh, Dave, you're, you're muted. You're muted. You're muted. In case you didn't you're know right. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, there's a private thought in Harry's mind, not out loud. Do these tendrils look familiar, like that we saw, or are these different? Like what, sorry? Like the, oh, like, like what you yeah. see. Harry, oh, these no. look <laughs> less like, so, so yeah, so so what what you saw in your little private uh, time with, uh, with your patron. <laughs> um, I described it as, as tendrils, but really what it, what it looked like more to you was, um, almost like streams of, of light and information and, and data, twisting and moving and forming these images or very illusionary, almost semi-transparent with this reflective kind of surface, very technological. Yep. This looks like lights going out. And, and while there's this 
resemblance of tendrils. It's 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 an optical illusion. It's just the pattern of stars disappearing. But it very it looks a lot like tendrils of darkness moving through. But really, it's just stars just going out in Do a pattern I... that forms this motion of of tendrils of darkness. Does Harry have any? Uh, is his patron giving him any? on whether this is an enemy to the patron. I mean, you've had a moment of, of contemplation to yourself. You've had a moment to take this in. Do you want to try and reach out? <clears throat> pull, your, pull your attention and focus inwards and try and try and ask. Yeah, yeah. Triple yeah, six, yeah. hey, Daddy Parry. Dave, I'm going to get you to roll me a spellcasting check, please. So a d20 <laughs> plus your spellcasting modifier. In this case, Ooh. charisma. Okay, so it's a D20 plus four. Okay. Um, how can I do that? Uh, just do it as a spell attack. Just roll it as a spell attack. So you'll have okay, spells. Yeah. yeah. Alrighty. 17. Uh, I'm happy to take I'm happy to take the first one. 17's fine. It's, yep, it's cool. Oh, it's actually should be more than that. It's plus three a uh, plus three more. So it's actually twenty. It's 20. a dirty twenty. Um, Harry. As the rest of the group debate this and discuss it, you cast your mind inwards and as you close your eyes and focus you feel the heart stone on the back of your hand vibrate softly a small light begins blinking just under the surface of it as you reach in what do you ask is this our enemy is this our enemy okay good question (laughs) Stoneless. Is your patron fucking Anam? Oh. Harry, as you. What? <laughs> Who does? We don't know. We, 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 we don't know your patron at all. Right? <laughs> I don't even think uh, Harry, Harry Halley has them. The giant all that technology. His fucking thing looks like code. His stone just lit up. What? Harry, as funny. you. <laughs> Harry, Who knows? As you as you focus as you focus on your on your stone and and the the entity that resides within your stone or the 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 consciousness that exists within your stone, and you ask the question: Is this our enemy? You hear a response. This is the enemy of all. The enemy of life, of light, of form and matter. This is the enemy of all. Oh, it's everyone's enemy. Oh. <laughs> that was a big, deep daddy voice. <laughs> I use that voice for any time uh, you guys yeah, speak to Warlock-style patrons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Would you have preferred if it was like, yeah, that's a bad guy, kill him. <laughs> I'd be bored. That was the voice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's the, he's the patron of the rabbits. Tendrils, moon, and the moon. <laughs> Jesus. Exactly. Stitch is a patron. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Hada is friend. Friend to all. Wow. Everything no, gets Harry... consumed and destroyed. <laughs> he is the world. Yeah. Um... Uh, and I guess Harry, Harry then asks, how, how do we fight it? You do not fight, you hide. Okay, Harry, Harry hides. (laughs) (laughs) Could you roll me a stealth check, please? (laughs) 
<laughs> this is so in character. 22. Um, for the next part of the conversation, it, it takes you a while to notice, but uh, as, as time goes on, <sighs> Harry's gone. <laughs> <laughs> just imagining we're all talking and you just see Harry just like slowly just like just walks away. Uh, <laughs> just gonna put it out there. That was your patron's advice and uh, the giants, their battle tactic was to hide. Hide. Um, it's side. Uh, Bartholomew will bring it up to the group. I, I, I know that gods are meant to be important. So it feels trivial saying the least important thing of this mission, but at least of message but at least some information. Just like the Kuatoans, it looks like this was the time the, the gods were born. The gods not being universal creators, but the universe already being in existence. And from the looks of it, these races birthing their gods out of a, a fear of Hadar to protect them, maybe? It's possible. I'd say that it's kind of generally known mythology for, for a number of the races on Nostea. It's different for the Arakokra and Alan because they already had their, um, they, they came from the plane of air as, as a fully realized, uh, fully realized group and, and race. But for a number of the races of Nostea, um, their arrival to the plane for at least the elves, uh, the dwarves and the dragons, the primordials that it helped create um, Nostea. It, it, it's 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 kind of a known part of mythology that those primordials took on um, godhood and, and became representatives of the race. In the case of the elves, there were a number of primordials that kind of fought for their attention and that kind of resulted in a number of different expressions of elf that you see today. Um, the wood elves being the followers of Melora, the high elves being the followers of Corallon, the dark elves being the original followers of Damir and then his daughter Lolth later on she Question. betrayed yeah not that not that this might be common knowledge but if the elves and a lot of the like a lot of the original like a lot of the those races that came through the portals would their gods have existed in their planes of existence and then like coming to nostea brought them into life i'd say or they, or, or are, they, are, they, are they like the same entity or are they like just brought on into nostalgia yeah this is this is such a good question and it's one that we've touched on a little bit in the curse of Strahd campaign yeah because yeah the, the goddess of the sun is lysander whereas yep. and they and they've realized that lathander is the god of the sun on Faerun. they've met someone from um from another from another plane and, and they've realized that there's kind of similarities but they seem to be echoes so as a match right. answer um yeah. Sometimes there's similar features, and if you think about it for more than a second, if that idea of belief creates the gods yeah. and empowers them, then what people believe is what generates their form. It's what gives them their personification. The gods are anthropomorphic yeah. personifications of, of people's belief and understanding. Sure. So, yeah. in a way, it, of course, they're going to be reflections of what people knew before, as right. they bring these ideas and conceptions with them. But for Niles, mm. yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Hard to uh, say. Interesting. If your group is still wanting to investigate, I know your plan was to try to find um, the Swift Nurbelin, and some of you had offered to help me get vengeance uh, against the Duragar. Putting all of that possibly aside for now, uh, if, if the changing of objectives, I, I wouldn't mind taking you all back to the uh, the furnace mines uh, where I worked 
before either of those two locations or after. Um, it looks like it's important to stopping uh, the um, Baba Yaga, the the monster under the bed, uh, whatever Hadar is. So it's more important than stupid, uh, fickle emotions that I'm having. I wouldn't say that they're stupid. Enough of that. In either case, I'm happy to lead you all if you'd like to. Maybe we could go back to the Myconid colony, go tell our girlfriend that the... Depends, I guess, on what your next objective is as a group. My end goal is to get to Satine and see her again. But... That isn't something that is prudent to time as far as I'm aware. What I'm seeing here is... I don't know about you all, but I could really do with a nap before we go. Especially if the giant's acting in... That's pretty fair, Ali. Yeah. (laughs) You guys are pretty tuckered. Can Ali and Christian not hear each other? Is that not... Oh, Christian, can you hear Ali? No. Ah, you might need to to refresh. Sorry, Christian. Can everyone else hear Ali? Yeah, you say something super important and I just glazed over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Ali. Yeah, you, pretty you much. You just see like a real dick talking over now. Are you talking to yourself again? No, no, no. Look, that's that's pretty fair. Like, like you've just been in a pretty intense combat. You guys are. Yeah. Some of you have taken mm. some some moderate Here some, some damage. I had I had Harry hiding behind the pillars at the back, taking pot shots and avoiding damage. I mean, yeah, like we could. Go back to the Myconid colony, um, you know, tell our girlfriend that the Kuitoas are Lyra, can you please just be quiet? Thank you. <laughs> 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 oh. Oh, good piggy snot. When you enjoy your own jokes so much that wow. <laughs> you fail to breathe in properly. It's good. It's good. Uh, apologies. Uh, no, continue. <laughs> Um, oh nice yeah you know go let her mate go have a nap uh you know i'm sure that my kids will be glad that the kuatoas are also dead they can't kill their children anymore maybe they we start making any movements though owen can i do a survival check you said that we're in an area that i could tell from where the you know the image was that it's been cleared away from plant growth and everything like that can i check who has entered the area i know like yeah tracks or something like that oh yes yeah. survival check absolutely 100 percent. can harry also do a, a perception check for those shadows that um we were alluded to earlier that was it the drow lady who oh warned of yeah, yeah, assassins, assassins who hide in the dark oh shit absolutely yeah, yeah. can i do this while i'm hidden for yeah, maybe definitely. some sort of um benefit or I'll I'll sorry. make the DC slightly slightly easier because obviously if you're hiding and watching, maybe it'll give you a, a bit of a chance to see someone who's not trying to hide from you. Therefore, the I'll make mm. the subject a little bit easier. That makes sense because yeah. if they're focusing on hiding from the the players, and if you're hiding from the players, you might be in a position where they like don't bother being as stealthy, moving past this little yep. section of rock because they don't know you're there. Uh, let's do Ember first. Twelve Another for survival. 12. <laughs> Very consistent, Ember. As you as you have a bit of a look around and begin examining, um, I mean, one hundred percent, you can see the signs of the Kuatoa. They're they're f- almost like claw-like appendages that have these like um, 
uh, very large webbed fingers are very distinctive shapes that you can easily see and their tracks are these webbed feet um, very similar to like a clawed duck's foot so it's very very easy to follow their tracks and, and to know where they've been there are other tracks here too as you begin examining the area not around the mural but as you begin sort of following around and take a bit of a moment to look there was definitely a set of booted footprints humanoid most likely judging by the size of the boot quite a large boot probably like a size 12 or 13 if it was australian shoe size and as you begin yeah so not not huge but but reasonable like it would indicate a possibly an adult man in that case as you begin sort of following the tracks and looking around you can see that they they can't be that old maybe a couple of days maybe a week or so and they appear to see one set one set entering Mm -hmm. skirting to the edges trying to stay hidden for the most part but then as they come around the edge of that stone archway there's a kerfuffle and drag marks leading down towards uh one of the huts far end oh Oh. what size were these footprints i glazed australian if I look over at Thrain, I can see that he's obviously like a giant. He's got much larger feet. He'd be like 15 or 16. The largest they make is at 16. Yeah. yeah. Then, Thrain's 16 then Thrain's 16 and a half. Like. <laughs> yeah. His toes is looking through the end because it's too small. Size 13 shoe is sizable, though. That's oh, yeah. It's not. Big. Yeah, yeah. And if I get Flicker to fly up into the air a little bit. Can he see anything? I know that Harry's done his perception check, but just like, just purposely to follow that those tracks, I can can I see exactly where the person was dragged to? Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. You can even see that from the ground as you follow the drag oh, marks. Okay, it perfect. leads yeah, towards yeah. one of the tents down towards the southern end uh, of the the southeastern end of the uh, of the village, down towards the the lower section um, that feeds down into okay. the beaches as well, the campsite uh, where a number of the Kuatoa did emerge from uh, to come and attack him. Yeah, 23 for Harry. I'll do that first, then I'll jump back to you, Ember. Harry, 23. At first, there is no sign of any movement within the cavern, apart from your your comrades. Occasionally, Flicker's light, obviously Flicker being a summon made of flame. Um, there's a little bit of a flickering light that Flicker does emanate that kind of throws shadows a little bit. And as you, as you focus and watch, there's, I mean, there's, there's shadows that flicker, but no actual movement. And then catch it out of the corner of your eye. A reflection. Light off something highly reflective. Metal of some sort. Just for a moment down at the edge of the stone walkway. And as you squint and focus your eyes, you can see what looks like two or three figures shrouded in darkness moving along the stone ledge away from the village so and away from us effectively. away from you back down towards the beach where you ambush the fishermen oh shit so they were watching us ember <laughs> as you make your way down towards the ruined hut the tent and peer inside could i get you to make me an investigation or perception check please were they like fucking breathing on my neck when i ran to the bridge they may have Probably. been very close. I may have rolled. <laughs> I may have rolled a stealth check and checked your passive perception really quickly, Christian. 
My passive perception sucks nuts. It does. Yeah, I wasn't worried. <laughs> 22 ember. Oh, yeah, man. This hut clearly was used for preparation of food. And as you begin exploring through the ruins, you can see scraps of clothing and bones picked clean. Humanoid bones. Uh-oh. And as you examine them, at the far end of the tent in what looks like a large, partially rotted crate are scraps of items. A whole bunch of random items. There's some coin pouches, and as you peer through them, there's still coins intact as you begin gathering these up. With Perception 22, you begin gathering up these coin pouches. You find uh, 21 gold pieces. I'll type these in chat for you too. 21 GP. Uh, what's that? Uh, only 11 silver pieces, and... Uh, 21 copper pieces as you begin pulling those out there's also about eight gold pieces of random crap like oh wow some keys on a key ring made of cast iron that look like they might open a, a front door somewhere or, or maybe a, a chest or a box but not ornate just standard iron an easy lock to pick some lanterns that are partially damaged, but you could probably sell for some for some money, some rations. Um, what looks like some sort of uh, old short sword. Uh, looks like probably dwarven design, judging by its length and, and heft, but it's it's tarnished and aged. But there's also something else. Uh-oh. What looks like, at first, a scrap of leather that's being chewed around the edges. As you flick through and have a look, you, reveal it to actually be a leather-bound journal. Oh, no. And as you flip it over, you see a symbol on the front. Society of Brilliance. An eye. Does the first page have a... um... Property of (laughs) parts? Please return to... Mm -hmm. You can see as you open up and look inside, it does have indeed... Notes of Davian Horn Sorrow, Society of Brilliance. Ah, oh, okay. Huh. What? Have we? Have I, I mean, I can't recall that name, but that's the that's the dead body in the invisible room. I ah, oh, yep. from what all of us are like going down a rabbit hole in the roll twenty chat of this being Professor Grell. <laughs> um, oh, interesting. While while that would have been an incredible reveal that you did not in, ta- in fact speak to Professor Grell up on the surface, that was just some someone pretending to be Professor Grell. Um, no, this is this <laughs> looks like the chewed chewed notes of. Uh, of uh, Davian Hornso. And as you have a bit of a flick through, Ember, you can see that it does appear to be observations of the Kuatoa, observations of their uh-huh. village, descriptions of them, um, written in first hand, someone observing, probably from quite far away. Mm-hmm. Are there any maps of the area as well or anything like that in there? Has he charted? There is, there is indeed a map leading back to the hidden cache that you discovered. Okay. Showing, the, there... showing the illusionary wall exactly where to walk back in that pathway. Oh, okay. Wow. Any kind of, uh, you know, trees or anything like that, uh, potentially? You know, ones with magical bark that dispel ah, magic. You want to know about <laughs> Susa bark? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yes. Um, you do know that he was writing notes on Susa bark. This journal appears to be field notes discussing the Kuatoa and their movements, but also it looks like it's also some field notes for him as well. Um, no information on Susabark. That all seems to have been back at the main hideout or right. back at the main area that he had. Uh... 
Interesting. Right. Um, just just quickly, do you want me to add all of this to the uh, bag of holding, just preemptively for later? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, yeah eight, eight gold pieces of random crap, um, and then twenty-one gold, eleven silver, twenty-one yeah. copper. Oh, as same amount is... of gold and copper. That's hilarious. As this is happening, is um, uh, Harry. You you yeah, say um, anything, or are you just sitting well, there? Well, I mean, little, uh, pelts. Yeah. Well, I'm um, um yeah. So how how far was the group for me when I saw this? Uh, they're probably only about I'd say like five or six meters away, and these figures look to be about thirty meters away as they move through the darkness. Okay, so they're not in earshot necessarily. No, no, no. These, you, you'd be surprised if these figures could hear you okay. now if you were to call out to your party. Your party are within earshot. And and how far? Are, like are they going further away? Yeah, um, they're moving away from you. Last yeah. week. The beach so is where we fought. So yeah, do you remember that first beach where you saw the lungworm and you killed that fisherman? Then along that beach, as you followed yep. that beach, it led to the cliff cliff top pathway that led all the way along the side of the cliff that then merged out to form the bridge into the Kuatoa village. They're walking along that cliff top pathway away from the village, back towards that beach where you first emerged into the dark lake. Or this section and, of the and, dark lake. And the place that we met, the drow was, uh, it was quite far away, wasn't it? That's the Mykonid Circle. Yeah. That's probably about an hour yeah, yeah. to two hours walk from here. Yeah, okay. So um, Harry tells the team, e so you were some people watching this, um, like three in the shadows, and they're heading back that way to the beach. Um, e I, I'll just uh, get a higher purchase and keep an eye on them, uh, see, make sure they don't loop around. Oh, that's that's a worry. Yeah, it's a bit unsettling, isn't it? Hmm. Well, that's the thing of the, the Mykonoid area. The only people that were there, other than the Mykonids, was a single female drow and the gnomes. Uh, yeah. Like, well, she mentioned something about the shadow assassins. That's what I'm, yeah. that's what I'm saying. It's not anyone we know who's on that bridge. No, well, it's most a, likely. Trained yeah. killers. Yes. Good. Yeah. Excellent. They're moving away from us, which means they're not surveilling us anymore. So, like, I, yeah, yeah. They're moving away from us. Where, where are they going? Yeah, that's that's what I'm. That's what I'm a bit curious about. Well, maybe they're setting up to ambush us later. Or they're heading to the Mykonid area that is less protected now. They're ambushing Yeah. So should we like keep a keep an eye on them? Like, do you want me to like? See, I wouldn't go too close, but like, follow them for a bit. I mean, in any case, we should probably head back to the Mykonids anyway. So, like, perhaps. Yes, yeah. I, I, yes. Harry, I don't. I'm not sure how the t your adventuring party works if you're the usual scout, but previously it was thought to be safe for people like Niles to head ahead. I wouldn't want you to get hurt traveling by yourself right now. However, if there, we know there is danger in front. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Uh, we, we usually just wing it. We don't really have a... <laughs> <laughs> That's why I like you, Harry. Wing it. <laughs> and, then, and then we hop to it. <laughs> oh. oh my god. <laughs> they might be able to hear us. The studious planning Bartholomew is quite questioning if this is a group he's going to join. <laughs> <laughs> He's like planning, like, okay, plan A, plan B, plan C. Harry just like, we usually wing it, and everyone just like really happy, smiling and nodding. <laughs> but like, I am a Harry, how, how do you, when you have an assignment, when do you normally start it? Oh, yeah, the night before. But I said it in my ear a week earlier. Yeah. 
while playing Rocket League. <laughs> well, in that case, if we're leaving, should we collect up these? And I'll point towards all of the mosaics on the ground. The pieces. Duh. Don't know if they'll fit in the bag here, but um. Oh, we we have a big holding. We can check them on mine. Do you think that? No. Yeah. Oh. Okay. The, the mural is about like four meters tall and about twelve meters wide. Yeah, I was gonna so, say like, the number of pieces yeah. you've taken. It to seems assemble. like like one of those relics that a museum and the, especially the university would want to study. I mean, so, so if, if, some of the central parts. We like break it by more. Oh, historical society would frock this. Just so. Yeah, exactly. Like, Davian was here. Like, if we could bring this to them, not only would it be important to them, but they might pay a little bit for it. But, um, <laughs> if the Oxenford Historical Society was to be told about this, they would launch an expedition immediately. They would. They how, how, how heavy are they? Like, the entire thing or each of the individual pieces? Like, individual pieces. Okay. Depends on the size a little bit. They vary sort of between roughly a kilo to about four kilos per chunk. Yeah, and how many chunks? Yeah. Oh, there's like <laughs> How many chunks exactly on, please? There's like 80 <laughs> chunks. More than. Be, be so a like number between 80. Let's see. Okay, 83 yeah. chunks. 83 chunks. Okay, if we so... each grab about 10. Uh... Yeah, yeah, and put the smaller ones in the big and holding. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I'll, if we I'll do that, we're going to get a point thing. of exhaustion in 10 minutes of walking. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, well, let's just, maybe we should just hide it, since no one's watching, and then give the university instructions on how to find it. Sounds like a plan. Well, there's one way that works, and I'll, um, kick one of the rocks over the edge into the water below. Yeah, but that might be a bit hard to find later. We're not the ones finding it, the society is. You're gonna send them up against the water leviathan? We'll tell them. <laughs> and the, but there's a but there's a long worm in there. That, that's oh no. Oh. Well, it means if anyone else has to find this one, they don't know where it is. And if they try to find it, like those people watching us, they have to fight a long worm. If anything, this is an extra precaution to protecting something that could re reveal Hadar. We could have just taken that one piece with us. We can still take pieces. We can just cover it with the earth and leave it there. So it's literally has mold earth and starts burying a couple of the pieces. Perfect. That works. That works beautifully. Yeah, as you, as you begin molding. Earth. I know, but didn't one of us literally just study the earth to investigate what happened here? Isn't that what someone else is probably going to do as well? Yeah, there's already a couple of pieces in the water anyway, I guess. Okay, okay. <laughs> you you do know that you don't have all the pieces anyway. You've you've got yeah, a number true. of them, but there's there's um, easily another. Handful I'm going of pieces to quickly the just was like still wearing when you just yeeted them off the bridge. Thousand, um, thousand piece puzzle piece. I'm going to find like some of the main ones, like uh, faces the red star, and throw those ones into the water. No! <laughs> <laughs> this this would go... take time. There would be an opportunity for people to go. Um, <laughs> if you want to grab like the red star one first yeah. and then toss that one. <laughs> no, 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 I will one. try and stop him and be like, at the very least, I need to show that one to Shana. Okay, fine. I'll put that one on the ground. But we at least need to hide some sort of main information here. We could take just we could take some of them with us. We could probably fit mm. that in the bag of holding. That the way, star, lucky space, like the, the key ones, the important ones. Yeah. I'll um. In that case, what I'll probably throw is the ones that are these relics around the planet. 
Oh yeah, cool. Spies. I'll throw those ones in. Perfect. Yeah. Yep. Over the edge. Harry, Harry will go twenty meters south and thirty meters east and mark a BX there. Nice. <laughs> Down on the beach at the bottom of the little uh, Kutel village. I love it. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. And then are we, are we just taking several pieces just for our own I think so. keepsake? All right. Yeah. Yeah, so, so. Any, so, so you want to add the, so call them mural fragments and then in, in brackets, red star, Loki's face, uh, or Loki and Sinmari. So red star, Loki and Sinmari. Uh, what were the other ones you wanted? Can type these out too if you like and you just copy and paste them. Uh, yeah, Lara's gonna carry the red star. Okay. Okay, in that case, so Lockie, so it's just mural piece Lockie and Sinmari, and Lara, yeah, you can add uh, mural piece um, uh, red star. Is there, is it worth, is it worth getting like a cluster of the constellation as well so they can date it back then so they you yeah. know like how long ago it was? That's a bad idea. Absolutely. Very nice, Harry. <laughs> yes. All right, mural piece, uh, constellation, Loki plus in Mari. And in the meantime, can Harry do another check to see if the shadows are like like still in the area? That Out of see? sight now. They've moved away down the yeah, corridor yeah. and disappeared from view. Okay, so I got Sinmari, Loki, constellation. Was there another one? Uh, that's it. So the so the Loki and Sinmari piece and the constellation piece. That's just two pieces. Um, the uh, red star piece weighs about two red kilos, star. Lyra. So red star, and then, Ly then Lyra's got that one. Yeah. I am going to approach over to Thrain and uh, try to ask him to sort of like come over to Harry for a second while everyone else is grabbing stuff, getting ready. Um, Thrain, uh, Harry, I had an idea of Thrain probably needing your muscles uh, and, and swimming capability. You didn't look too scared of the water before. And Harry, um, you've got better eyes than most. Those... I can't see in the dark. That's not good <laughs> for the Underdark, um, but uh, you did manage to notice those figures um, up ahead of every, anyone. Uh, if there is an ambush set up, everyone else is preparing to leave now so we can head back to the Mykonid village. Maybe we try to repair an, or a point over the edge one of the boats and take a route that they're not expecting so that we're not just walking into an ambush. The worm was very scary. But he... it might be worth an idea, but... Worm may or may not be here, but we know that those assassins are here. Counterpoint, the worm may or may not attack us. Uh, wait, no, the assassins may or may not attack us, but that worm seems mighty hungry. I mean, it just so... want me to just eat right now. Uh, Ember and Thrain, sorry, no, Harry and Thrain spent about 20 minutes tossing all of the Kuatoan bodies into the lake. <laughs> oh, are any, of them, worm. are any of them still floating? Did it pluck all of them like apples? Or, or, is it, or does it like cool? eating live meat as opposed to dead meat? Uh, as you have a bit of a look around in the darkness at the surface of the lake, you can still see there's one or two bodies floating over on the far side where they were yeeted off. We're, we're fine. It's, it's full now. I think. Uh, that's a bit of an assumption. True. I'd... Certainly. Well, I mean, if we stick to the shallow water, I guess, but but also, how do we navigate the water here in the dark? We've got this, and I'll pull out the the algae lamp thingy. Got my trip globe as well. Yep. The uh, the algae plant literally attracted the the lungworm, didn't it? 
I mean, like, I'm just trying village? to uh, not walk into an ambush. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I feel anxious. Frying pan and into the fire. <laughs> I can understand the trepidation, but I think our best bet is just to. If we don't know where we're going in the water. The the Mycenae colony, from what I remember, wasn't near any body of water. And we don't really know where we're going in the dark. Um, you know, I don't know how to seal a boot. Lyra, what's your question? That's a good one that you've typed out. So, if Lyra's sort of can sort of like, you know, still standing on land, get sort of within thirty feet of um, one of those floating bodies, can she use uh, like shape water to just kind of like? Splash the water as if the body is alive, like just oh. as if someone was flailing. Yes, you can. As you begin to cause the water to splash around the bodies, there is no response. Splashing continues for six seconds. You repeat another six seconds, then another. Nothing seems to happen. No yeah, change, no movement. Sissy. I'm super confident. Um, (laughs) 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 Is the water clear, Owen? Is it actually dark? It is. It is mostly clear. Um, In fact, it's extremely clear if you were to if you were to lift it up and look at it with your hands. But because of the sheer depth and the lack of light, it looks dark. It looks. Very uninviting. Oh, this is like a, a lake, right? Not connected mm. to the ocean. Yeah, it looks like it's connected bit. to the dark lake, the massive body of water that kind of stretches yeah, yeah. Is through it, the underdark. Is it fresh water if I have a drink? Yeah, it's fresh water. Yeah. As you reach down and have a sip, it's fresh water. There are like Kuatoans bleeding into it as well. I was going to say, that's a while away. Dilution is the best solution. Okay, well, I will clean off a little bit of the blood while we're deciding what to do. If, if homeopathy was true, it's now a lake of blood, um, by that logic. <laughs> um, feeling like the water's side is safe now, yeah. Bart wasn't sure about that until thanks to Lyra. Um, so Bart is going to start cleaning himself off and just to the group, well, uh, what are we uh, deciding water. on then? What are we doing? <laughs> are we preparing a boat and so we don't go into the ambush but possibly risk... Like all of you have said, even if this isn't here, we don't know where to dock, we don't know where to go on, so that is the unknown factor. Or do we want to risk a, a fight with these... Worst case scenario, that's the way that I plan things out. I'm a, a bit of an overthinker, I guess. Um, if a fight does break out, I don't know about any of you, but I am exceedingly exhausted, very injured. I I tried like summon a bit of magic at my fingertips and it just... Well, we can... Three. Strain says he could take one one-on-one anyway, so like it only means it'd be uh, Wait, uh, only one? Five against, against two. Oh, well, if he takes two, then it'd be five against one. <laughs> I mean, counterpoint, if the assassins, if, okay, assuming that there are the assassins, I mean, they probably are, but if they were going to attack us, they would have done it while we were unawares, focused entirely on the mural when they knew that we were here and exhausted. That's I true. mean, it seems more that they're probably on a reconnaissance reconnaissance mission to, you know, maybe see what we know, something else completely, maybe trying to see if the Mycanid colony is currently unprotected. I mean, I think maybe if we, we can send Tim on ahead in front of us, like, you know, 
120 feet. If there are any traps, he'll fall into them. I you don't know? mind that idea. If we put some of these tent rags over him, he could just look like a wanderer rather than a zombie. Yeah. The other the other thing to consider is we the, the, assass, assassins are still individuals. They're still people. Uh, there's a chance that we can reason with them and perhaps diffuse uh, the situation. Perhaps. Zaylin but... was very confident that they were incredibly dangerous, ruthless, and would kill people even if they were in the Tempest Guild. I mean, all I'm saying is the waters here are pretty ruthless as well, so I, yes, I, yes. I think I would rather take my chances with something that I'm at least a little bit prepared for, rather than something I have how, no idea how about. How fast were they moving, Owen? How fast Very were they slowly, moving? carefully and slowly. They were, they were moving as quickly as they could, but they were more focused on <laughs> uh, making sure that they were unseen. Their focus was on stealth rather than speed. I'd say like a, a very uh, a meandering walk would be the pace you would need to keep up with. I'm gonna walk over to um, Lyra as she's dressing up after I finish cleaning off dressing. Oh my God, what have you typed out, Lyra? Read that out loud, please, for the podcast. <laughs> Lyra scoops up some uh, some sheet slash rags uh, to throw over Tim, and then not sure if he sees using his eyes or if he can see it all. She cuts little eye holes out of it, just so it's kind of like, you know, a kid wearing a sheet as a ghost costume. I've got some good news. Thrain stripped uh, one of the Kuatoa before he tried to cook it. So there are <laughs> rags. <laughs> there are rags and clothes available to you to dress Tim, your uh, your pet zombie. <laughs> I do know that they very clearly saw me if I was at the bridge. So um, helping with this, I'm going to approach over Lyra and painfully sort of pluck out a couple of my feathers and then like stick them into the dead flesh that's rotting of Tim near like the arms so it looks like it's a an owlin um that's wrapped up in cloaks so you're like plucking feathers oh. from yourself and like just a couple like maybe like and uh, putting them uh, underneath like the, I, the sleeves I, 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 I see i see bart doing this and i'm like oh yeah i can i can contribute like do a couple more and we're gonna make him look like a, a wrapped um owlin that's exhausted harry harry gets a carrot cuts off the tip and shoves it up the face <laughs> <laughs> like a beak. I love it. Wow. Like, uh, Robin Hood. The <laughs> Um. So, sorry. While everyone's doing the art yeah. craft with uh, Tim, um, so um, while everyone's I desecrating got... a corpse, let's not beat around exactly. the bush. Exactly. So while they're all going yeah. off on this idea, I totally agree. Maybe we shouldn't go down the main path and i'm gonna grab the journal that i just found that nice had a path to the secret passage and i'm assuming if he got in and out of here without being seen by the kuato for a very long time that he would have a separate path maybe marked out that we can follow <gasps> secret tunnel as you, someone's <laughs> thinking ember as you as you, you examine the notebook as you examine the notebook um no secret paths out of the Kuaton village. It, this Kuaton village is very, very well established. Islands rising from the Dark Lake with a single bridge across to them. If you're coming across by the water, the Kuaton will see you coming. If you're coming across by land, there's a single point of entry and exit. The, this was a very well-designed village. However, with your previous role for your perception check, and as you begin examining the book, no secret tunnels or pathways out of the Kuaton village. But that cache that you found that Harry stumbled across waving his wand of magic detection, it's not the only one. There's two more marked on here as well. Not in places you recognize, 
But if you were to walk past these places in the future, you're pretty confident you'd know, you'd recognize them. Some of them are distinctive. One of them looks like very similar to the one you, you did stumble across, a cliff face. But this one, rather than being bare rock, you can see that it's covered in hanging moss. Beautiful, thick, like a curtain falling from the ceiling above of, of hanging moss. Quite distinctive as well. Because the hanging moss actually cascades over a protruding lump of stone to form these beautiful, like, parting curtains. But the entrance isn't there. That's just stone. The entrance is to the left of that. About two okay. meters down. The other one is a hole hidden up on top of a, a section of rock that looks like a rockfall. If you were to find a rockfall, might be worth having a bit of a climb up and a bit of a look. Can I recognize these areas or can I use my lovely friend Harry, who's got very good perception, to help see if any of those areas are nearby or on the map the are they? Yeah, um, these places don't look like they're nearby. As you, as you examine okay. the, the map, these look like um, locations uh, within within at least like Brother. you get the sense right. The, the society doesn't doesn't look like any place you've seen before in the Underdark. But I will add that the Society of Brilliance, from what you've heard, have a main base in an abandoned tower deep within the Underdark. These caches, I mean, if they've got a main base. These caches would probably be within a day or two's walk of that main tower, right? Because if you think about it logically, you wouldn't want to be too far away. You'd want to have safe zones in the Underdark. The Underdark no, is a dangerous Minecraft place. treasure maps, like not where we are, but somewhere else in the world. It's a good analogy. Harry. So, so this guy this guy has a sketch of the entrance, but doesn't pinpoint it on the map? Is that how I'm interpreting this? Exactly. There's no... It's not like a, a map where here marks the spot. It's here is a sketch of a location and the society of brilliance logo that is sketched over the entrance i don't think that's particularly brilliant but okay <laughs> well if you think about it you don't want to lead people to your secret caches so it kind of implies you need a level of, of understanding like you'd have to have a rough idea of where these locations are and if there is a map that leads to these spots you wouldn't want to have the map and the entrance on the same sheet of paper yeah you'd want to have them in separate places it could be like as long as it's somewhere in the map like you don't have to show you where it is on the map it could just be like you walk past one day and you're like oh that looks like this N you know nuclear keys uh, almost like yeah like two things that are needed together exactly um yeah lyra does i ember will tell get... us this? Sorry. does what sorry did, did ember tell us this or is this is he i think uh... you guys are still desecrating this corpse while ember examines this <laughs> so i should jump back to that because you're currently shoving a carrot up the nose hole where the nose has decayed away uh, niles a couple of feathers in there don't forget it so lyra i'm gonna get you to roll me i i guess a performance check with advantage <laughs> okay uh, could could bart sort of try to take over <laughs> This is this is Lyra's Please. thing. You guys are helping. <laughs> no, you got advantage. You got advantage. Oh dear, twelve and three. Um, the costume. The costume is not a problem. The costume's oh, not wow. the problem here. The problem is, it still moves like a zombie. It still moves with this kind of half shuffle, and like you've tried your best to stop Tim doing this, but it does seem to be a problem. Tim, every so often, doesn't even have to be people talking to him. Just goes. Just randomly. Can you get him to stop that at all? 
Has he ever done like a runway walk? Could you order that to see if he walks properly? It's it's weird. It's almost like sticking a handful of feathers into a corpse, a carrot up the nose, and draping some 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 abandoned strips of cloth on it is not enough to make. Uh, it's not enough. <laughs> it's not it's, enough. It's not enough. What do you mean? What do you mean? It's still. It looks like a corpse with some feathers stuck in it and a carrot shoved up its nose. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Does Harry believe that if he uses his disguise kit, that he can help that increase more? Look, the disguise kit could be used to help change the skin tone <laughs> from soft to anyway. It doesn't really stop a lot of these other mannerisms. Did anyone have a wood carving kit slash proficiency in a wood carving kit? I don't know where this is going. Are you going to try to carve off his flesh and make him look normal? No, I was going to say, maybe we could make a kazoo and stick it in his mouth so it's not making zombie noises. slightly more better Oh my god. And I think we just found the uh, title of this episode. <laughs> Tim the kazoo player. Um, wow. That's going to be some fun art I'll draw for that. <laughs> well, well like, physically, the, the grunting makes sense because he doesn't have to breathe anymore because he's undead. So that's just the passive sound of air moving through his body when he walks. Yeah, You can order him yeah. to do things, right? If you tell him mentally or physically good posture, like what, what happens? Just hey, Tim. Good posture. Uh, <laughs> She's trying to get him to runway walk. You watch as Tim, one of his shoulders goes, <laughs> rises up, and then he tries to move the other one, and it drops a bit, and his head sort of like slowly turns a good like 120 degrees around, and you hear the ligaments in his neck begin to split and tear as the skin slowly parts like a zip as he turns to face you. And then as he tilts his head a little bit, he slowly raises one hand with a thumbs up. <laughs> would, would, would you guys believe this is somehow less creepy than he was when he was alive? That's true, true actually. <laughs> I still didn't trust that. I'm <laughs> um, okay, well, what's You're doing a good job, Tim. The plan to go to the bridge and let this run boy, runway boy go in front? Sounds like a plan. He sounds like a plan. Um, the other thing is, because... um a he... bad plan, but it's all good. Oh, it's a plan. All the same. Even I'm not. I'm not a scholar, but even I can tell that that is just an abomination. You want to fight? Unbelievable! You alive beside him? Maybe you. I will say, as you say, fight and stuff like that. I will say this: Thrain doesn't look as boisterous as he normally is. Something is going on within his head. Thrain got some bad news tonight. Yeah, he's processing stuff. And he keeps looking at Niles every now and again because Niles is the one that said it. Oh, I'm, not, no, I'm, not, I'm not saying like I want to kill Niles sort of thing. He just uh, keeps glancing at Niles. Sorry, I'm just like, hearing it from the producers. Character arc: Thrain wants to kill Niles. It's just been entered. Uh... <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> oh, crap. I'll prepare hands myself. Hands hands every day that you see Jesus get born. Um... <laughs> mm. Well, yeah, so the, the, the assistants will may know about the cache that uh, our friend here was using because they've been around. So we just, when we walk past, just keep an eye on that for an ambush as well. Well, look, I think we have to get going anyway as yeah. I'm looking around. Look, we're sitting ducks here. That's true. It is what it is. If they're going to attack us, it should be now, to be honest. 
But they should have done it already. Mm. So maybe that like says, says something. They can set up an ambush further up, but they, they know that we could take a bolt. Like, if they can see us here, they could see that we could take a bolt. Like, this is the perfect time to ambush us here before we... Yeah, that's my personal opinion. Yeah, I mean, Trench, you're a hunter. If, if you were going to ambush prey, this is the perfect spot. There's a single kill box where you have to walk along this narrow ledge to get to them. You're exposed. There's not really much cover out on these rocks. Mm. If they were going to attack, like, you've been a hunter for many, many years up in the wilds. This is an ambush site. This is a dream ambush site for any hunter. You're pretty confident you could take down a mammoth in this spot if you needed to. So, look, do your plan. But if they were going to attack us, they would have attacked us. Especially, um, they would have attacked us while we were attacking the Kuatoa. Because then we would have been preoccupied. That's true. That is the time they should have attacked us. They didn't. That says something. What? I don't know just yet, but it's yes. If these are the shadow yeah. hunters, why they might not have attacked us is because we're not their quarry. They might be waiting for us to give them an opportunity to that um, Zaylin using us as a form of Trojan horse. Well, look. To be honest, maybe they see that drow as someone that would contact us. We exited the camp without her. They might be scouting us, learning our mannerisms, seeing how we fight, seeing our abilities. So if we do have to fight them at a later date with the drow, well then... Studying us does make sense. Us. We are we are an unknown factor to them. That's true. It's what I would do if I had half the chance. I'd want to know everything about my opponent. Before Study? I and, and that's how you should fight, Harry, not just winging it. You yeah, know, studying is for nerds, mate. <laughs> it's just so weird that it's come from Thrain. <laughs> yeah, Thrain, like, look, Thrain, Thrain's a hunter. Like you have to plan. Yeah. You have to like your 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 intellect is focused on on understanding your quarry, understanding combat, understanding hunting. Like that that's where your energy is focused, Thrain. It would make perfect yeah. sense that you're a really good planner in that regard, yeah. and maybe not in other areas. Like it, it's just specialized yeah. I think, knowledge. I think, it, I think it makes sense to me that like in this particular phase. Yeah, he's like switched on and focused, oh, and then when yeah. he hits combat, he just lets loose. Yeah, exactly. Sure. You, you get caught up in the rush of emotions, but the planning I've done, and I've everything. Done the trap. I've orchestrated the trap. Now I'm going in and executing it. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, yeah. When you think about it, like a lot of primitive cultures, like this is their bread and butter. This is how they survive. Uh, like for you, like being in the north, like this is how you exist. It's, right? it's a like, very hunter-gatherer, yeah, hunter-gatherer style society. You, you can't do farming there's not the yeah. land to, to maintain it so you need to be a much more hunter-gatherer style setup yeah exactly and so what? your intelligence is focused on on that expression rather than crop rotation it's not relevant to you you don't give a shit about it <laughs> but when it comes yeah. to hunting trapping setting up ambushes that that's that's where your focus and attention is like, it makes perfect sense that Thrain would be really good at that perfect sense from what you're saying Thrain does that mean that Probably might be a little bit smarter if we grab some of the leftover bits of wood here in case there is some sort of um, missiled, projectiled kill box on the bridge. Temporary shields, so to speak. It's not a bad idea. But I would get going now. We, we've been sitting here for far too long. Okay. I'm going to go over to the hut that sort of burnt down because there's another reason I want to quickly go here. Um, 
just in case some thoughts in the back of my mind i'm gonna try to grab just like the lid of one of the crates or baskets or bins to use like a temporary shield for now hopefully blocking some projectiles or increasing my ac and um, i'm also going to quickly just look and try to grab one of the tiny fragments of that ritual orb that exploded the geode yeah yeah, yeah the gemstone absolutely um you can pick up there's there's a there's actually a pot lid which is mostly uh, unsinged. There are sections of it that are singed, but as an improvised shield, this looks like it'll provide plus one AC. Okay, perfect. I'll grab cover. that for now. Yeah. And I'll pocket that gem. The thoughts of maybe being able to use it to get what I wanted and then in the future without any curse. Can I get you to add to your inventory potlid shields, which is plus one AC, and then um, fragmented ritual gem or, or uh, ritual gem fragment as your. Uh, as the as the tiny section of the uh, the gemstone that you pocket. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. With that, I'll assume that you guys begin making your way back across the bridge and back towards the Myconid colony from the sounds yeah. of it. Cool. I think so. I, just I think probably just keeping an eye out for the cache locations. If we yeah. So my next question I mean, was oh, marching order. That... Tim in front. <laughs> well, yeah. A good question to ask is: We've been here and we've been. We've been researching, we've been doing things, revelations. This is. Would we have gotten a short rest? Oh. I'd say short rest is definitely yeah. allowed. Definitely. You've yeah, had enough time cool. to, to hang that out here to get a short rest. Helps. If any of you wanted to do a short rest, you absolutely can. <laughs> if, <laughs> if, if. <laughs> I, I was going to ask if we have. I was going to give the option. Harry, for example, is going to be like, yeah, I'm a caper. Okay, watch. <laughs> yeah, they'll be hopping me. I was going to whistle um, Tim, but I guess I don't have to now. <laughs> um, in terms of marching order, Harry would like to like flank the party, be like, uh, or, like adjacent to the party in the shadows. I That'll mean, have to wait until after you're across the uh, the mountain pass, yeah. the, the the cave pass, because it's it's like a meter so, wide. Yeah. But as soon I, as you as soon as you're out of there, you're good. Yeah, yeah. Just I see. Remember, I see. you don't have dark vision. <laughs> I I do but see I Harry. Yeah, Niles sees Harry wanting to set up a flank, and I would probably take the opposite flank, just being a little yeah. bit like leading into the stealth a little bit to realizing what Harry's trying to do. Yeah. Perfect. Could I get both of you to roll me perception checks, please? Okay. Um, I might um I might take the rear up then. Perfect. And then we've got some Tim in front, and then Ember and uh, Bartholomew taking the middle uh, with Lyra just behind Tim. I'd say to keep him on track and, and issue instructions as and when I needed to adjust his uh, his movements. Uh, to keep the zombie moving. <laughs> 18 and 18 for Harry and Niles. Oh, wow. There you go. As all of you begin yeah, making your journey back across the stone bridge and away from the Kuatoa encampment, there are no signs of these figures Harry spied from the bridge. And um, I'd say probably given Ember's proficiency, combined with Thrain's proficiency for, for hunting and tracking, there's no footprints left behind either. Whatever these figures were, they left almost no trace at all of their passing. You continue on, reaching the edge of the mountain pass with no sign of any ambush, no sign of any attack. And as you begin climbing down the edge of the stone wall back down onto the beach where you first encounter the fishermen, there's no sign of anyone. As we're walking along the windows, down to it, just in case they're, they're shadows, they're hiding in the darkness, they're invisible, some sort of magic crap like that. I'm going to use... Uh, an action um, to sort of just bamf through my eyes for that feeling that I've been having with this connection to magic, something still new um, to me, uh, and use my second last divine sense uh, to see if there are any. Um, any fiend, celestial, or undead. 
a celestial fiend or undead, or just detecting any form of good or evil. Not behind total cover. So it doesn't matter if it's invisible, yeah. just if it's not behind total cover. So I'm going to look when at the bridge you... that we're walking along as we're walking through those windows. So I'm going to look on the path we're on and then down into the sandy beach that we killed that first Kuatoan. Yeah, perfect. Okay, so as you reach the edge of the mountain pass, the edge of the cabin pass, and then start climbing down that. Um, yeah, because you said there was those windows that sort of looked yeah, down onto it. Yeah, there's sections of stone that have eroded. Like left and right through. on the path, down the window, sort of just like over the shoulders of whoever's in front of me. Yeah. Just those two spots. No fiends, no celestials, no fate. Um, good and evil, uh, you sense, same as before, most of the party are good aligned or neutrally aligned. None of them are evil. No sign of any other figures or creatures within view. Did you say none of them are evil yet? Is that what you said? I said none of them are evil. Okay. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Paranoia is falling into Dave. <laughs> uh, just give him some time. Paranoia will be killing Niles before you know it. I could I could um, add yet to the end of that and s still wouldn't be a problem. I guess I'll, I'll, st I'll stand by that. I will rephrase. Um, none of them are evil. Yet. Um, as you climb down the rocky rocky wall and down onto the beach no signs of life at all um bartholomew you, as, you, as your magic activates as you get to the top of that section and then start climbing down yeah no no signs of any entities hiding in the dark no sign of any invisible creatures with evil uh, intention hidden singing bodies still there the, the body of the fisherman you guys threw it into yeah. the water and it was eaten by the drake so it's not there at all the, oh, the lime worm consumes the body yeah. so just just the fishing nets that were abandoned on the side of the shore along with the broken boat as well. Uh, the boat got partially damaged when the lungworm emerged from the water. The pathway back through the Zerkwood forest and the stone gardens is quiet. The strange sounds of the underdark, the cries of creatures, the chittering of chitin, which originally you sort of mistook for birdsong or the sound of birds chirping, but is revealed to be large insects, beetle-like creatures feasting on the sap from the zerkwood trees, drinking in their um, uh, abdomens growing in size, partially transparent, allowing you to see this um, almost like greenish amber sap filling up their, uh, their, their large behinds. Very like beetle-like ant creatures, but the size of a dog clinging to the side of the Zerkwood, burrowing in and drinking deeply of the sap. As you pass the Society of Brilliance cache, there's no signs that it's been disturbed or touched since you were last there. The symbol that you very carefully carved into the wall so that you could find it again, mostly hidden from view, only visible because you know where to look. The rest of the journey is uneventful. As you make your way back towards the Myconid Circle, Harry and Niles, you see no sign of any danger. However, with an 18 for both of you, as you pass through the final section of the Zerkwood Forest towards the Myconid Colony, you hear the sound of something large moving through the forest. Carapace scraping on chitin as the woody stems of the Zerkwoods reveal hints that something is moving through them. This almost scraping sonorous sound echoing through the Zerkwood forest and as you approach the Myconid circle you watch as the hook horror spore servant that you had seen before emerges out from the gloom claws raised and then freezes as it sees you slowly lowers the two hooks the large spore like bracket fungus emerging from the side of its head quivering for a moment as a cloud of spores is released and then that familiar connection in your minds once again forms 
as the rapport spores are fulfilled. Lyra, as you wave at the spore servant, the Horkara spore servant, <laughs> you watch as it's a and then lifts up one of its claws and then slowly rotates it side to side and then lowers the claw, the massive hook, and begins moving back into the forest again. Is the um, noise that they heard, uh, do either of you mention that like something's nearby? To be ca- like, be careful? Oh, if we're like, yeah, if we're like nearly there, I would just be like, ah, oh, there's something, something big out there, I think. I don't know what it is. That's, that's all oh. the warning you guys need then for the hook horror to not be a surprise <laughs> as it emerges through the uh, the woody forest. Oh, so it was the thing. It was the hook horror, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. okay. I was going to ask if it was stomping or slithering, because I do remember way back in the very first <laughs> Underdark session, giant slither marks on the ground. Oh. We'll come back to them at a later date, don't worry. As you enter into the Myconid circle, you can see the various Myconids, those that remain moving around, completing tasks, the various spore servants moving around as well. Sitting in the very centre of the large open area where you first arrived, you can see the three Sverniblin, uh sitting down, eating food, rations from a, from a backpack and drinking water. And as you approach, they wave excitedly to you. And that is where we're going to wrap up for tonight because that is going to be part of a larger and longer conversation I want to do all together. Now, the question I have for Dave, mm-hmm. is there anything that Harry would want to do in the Myconid circle? Or do you want to have a bit of a think and message me in preparation for next session? Do you want to have a bit of, have a week to think about what Harry would want to do for the next couple of weeks? Yeah, the next uh, couple of sessions. Sure, sure. And I'll, um, I'll if, if you know now, tell us, because that'd be awesome. Uh, yeah, nothing comes to mind. Harry's just a very happy-go-lucky thing, so. No, fair enough. Perfect. Well, then let's have a bit of a think. I'll have a bit of a message with you as well, and we'll, we'll figure out what we want to do with Harry for the next couple of weeks while you're away. Four weeks. Four weeks. Perfect. Four weeks worth of stealing from dead bodies. Yeah! Yeah, let's go! There's so much loot. I'm wondering <laughs> if Harry... A shield by the time we see each other again. I was wondering <laughs> if Harry wanted to team up with Zaylin for a little bit. I mean, if you were planning on escorting Zaylin out of the circle maybe that's something you guys could do as a team and then harry and zaylin could take off and, and the rest of you could continue on your journey down towards the underdark forges down towards the uh the mines and the forges that the stone giants operate that's something we'll think about we'll, we'll come up with that for later but from all of us here tonight thank you so much for joining us that is all mm. there is for this session the good news is that if you are one of our YouTube members, then you are watching this early. You are getting access to videos as soon as they upload. No more waiting for the uh, scheduled release dates. You have already got access and you've enjoyed this earlier than everybody else. So lucky you. And also thank you so much for being a member of the Tempest Guild. Uh, if you're watching on Twitch, don't go anywhere. We are going to go and raid one of the other lovely channels that we like to check in on. In fact, I can tell you who we're going to raid right now. We're going to go raid Fantasy Forged, who actually came in and said hi to us before. So let me load up that. Thank you so much. If you're uh, enjoying this, please hit the subscribe button, oh. thumbs up button, leave a comment. Tell us a really cool story. If you've been in the Underdark, tell us what happened. I, I love Underdark stories. I, I You don't see enough of the Underdark in D&D campaigns. I am very much enjoying getting to explore it Absolutely. now. So it's fantastic. And if you're a big fan of lore dumps, then uh, this was definitely the episode for you. <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody. Stay safe. Stay well. Happy New Year. And we'll see you all again really, really soon. Until then, goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Night.